0: Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Doctor Fuck and the
1: Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Bam, 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 Dilly D. Hey,
2: Schmackamagov, it's me, and with me is.
1: Me! Oh, yeah! And not just uh, me. We got Metal Mike Tyler with us today. Hey, guys. Hey, How's it going? Go? Hey, What's up, bro?
3: Oh, not much, man. What's Busy up, Mike?
1: Being...
3: Busy being Mike. It's a full-time job. You know how it is. How you guys been, man?
2: Uh, I've been going through complete hell today. Today's been a shitty day for me, but I'm sure I... Ian's was better.
3: I'm sorry to hear that, brother.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, well, you know no it's power. just uh,
1: ever since Kill. <laughs> right. Ever since Kielfest, Kill it's just one day at a time. You know. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, yeah. All, we're all survivors, and uh, I'm waiting for our money to come in. Goddamn it!
0: <laughs> I know, well, right?
1: Today, that has got
3: to be the worst fucking show I have ever yeah,
1: seen, man. What was you going to say, Ralph?
2: Today, um, I lost my wallet. And my power has been out for about, I don't know, three and a half hours. But the, on the bright side, it, it is better than Keelfest.
3: <laughs> oh. The one you did about um what was it you said when they found Adam Walsh was better than Oh yeah. That... Oh my god, dude. Oh fuck. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: so what's going on everybody?
1: Not much, yeah. but I guess. I can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess since we're we're down to limited power, we just need to get into it and uh, get into the news, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Uh, Tim Ripper Owens feels his voice is great, but admits he struggled for about six or seven years. Uh, I, I didn't notice what downtime he had with his voice. I think he sounds good on pretty much every project he's done. I just think he chooses shitty projects. What do you think? Well, I saw him a few years back, that
2: Three Tremors thing, and he uh-huh. was unbelievably great. So obviously his voice wasn't hurting then. And I've seen him with Ice Eisterth, and of course Judas Priest, and I always caught him on Good Years. Because he always kicked ass live when I saw him, and there was no flaw in his vocals, so I didn't catch him live on those years. And I really enjoyed the Glorious Burden album he did. And I really enjoyed the new uh, EP he just released. Uh, where the fuck it's called? And, and I enjoyed some of that KK's uh, Priest. I enjoyed some of that, too. Yeah. yeah, Ripper's a cool dude. I dig his voice. He...
1: He's rocking it, bro. Right uh, Mike, uh, have you ever seen Rip Rowan's life?
3: No, I can't say that I have. Um, no, I have not. I mean, I, he always sounds good on the albums. Whether the style of metal he's doing is your thing or not, you, cannot deny, you can't deny the man's talent. So, honestly, i that statement makes me kind of scratch my head because I've always thought he had a great voice. But like I said, I've never seen him live either, so... Maybe he's had some bad nights. I don't fucking know.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen him since, you know, he's been out of Priest. Uh, but he blew me away then. But, God, that was a lifetime ago now. But, uh, yeah, I just think he needs to find a, a good project with some good writers. Give him some good material. And I think, you know, that guy can sing the phone book. Well, Metallica is the first rock band to release all music videos from one album, in American Sign Language. Uh, what? Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the, I wish they would have called me. I would have done it for him, because I just hold up a middle finger the whole fucking time. But <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: we're we're going to get into that in a future uh, New Metallica uh, review that we're going to record tomorrow, hopefully, if everything goes right. Um, All right. But yeah, not sure what, what that's all about. I mean, you know, no, no disrespect to fucking death people, but I don't know, maybe they might enjoy the new Metallica more than me. Uh, but hey, you know, if they feel included and uh, they get to listen to all those lyrics, uh, all the better for them. All right. Uh, let's see here. What else we got? Oh, Rouse at your favorite band, Machine Head has canceled their spring 2023 U.S. tour that they just announced and uh, cited on visa problems. Uh, and I, I think by that it means uh, their visa's been canceled. And I, I don't think they got enough asses and seats there, but they're blaming it on they can't get their crew and half the band, I guess, who are English or European now, over here. Uh, sounds kind of fishy to me. What do you think, bro Ralph
2: uh all i know is uh if that tour did go on and it was coming my way i would stay home that's all i can say about that shit i don't care cancel it reschedule it i ain't going nowhere near a mach- a fucking machine head show because machine Head is infamous of, of touring without any other good bands so there's no reason for me to go to a machine head show it's not like that a good opening act so Uh, fuck that! I hate that band. That band sucks so bad. It always sucks. Burn My Eyes is a horrible album. It's just Pantera bullshit. Nobody can do Pantera but Pantera. And I'm sick of all these fucking bands that try to be Pantera. And then he, then he tried to be Limp Bizkit. And I don't know what the hell he's trying to be now—Gangster or some shit. That last video, him saying all that bad words, like, hey, fuck you, I'll kick you. Like, it was like a gangster rap. It was, it was fucking <laughs> pathetic. I was like, what is this fucking guy, man. Rob Flynn's a bitch.
1: So that's what I think. Well, Mike, Mike, I know you're a fan. Were you going to go catch him on this tour? Um, No, because, okay,
3: Machine, I do like Machine Head, but I'm not like a Machine Head or what he calls a head case. I'm not one of those. I, there's certain albums, certain eras I like, and then there's some... Like, here lately, he hasn't grabbed me at all. He hasn't done anything that I'm like, yeah, I gotta check that out. Um, so, I mean, I hey. do like them, but I'm not, like, a hardcore fan. Y- you know what I'm trying to say? Like, there's some records of theirs I like, and yeah. there's some where I'm like, eh, I don't know. I'm kind of seeing what Ralph's <laughs> saying here, you know? So, it, it just depends upon the album and the era, if that makes any
1: sense. Yeah. Well, I probably wasn't going to go either.
3: So. Also, he just... You got power, off
1: Yeah. Oh, awesome, dude. Good. Yeah. Good. All right. Okay, well... Yeah, just continue. You want to keep going on your phone?
2: <sighs> yeah, yeah. It, believe me, dude. All right. The, the show I did on my phone that we recorded, I sounded excellent. And then I did it oh, again. Oh, no, I'm
1: not worried about this set. I'm yeah. not worried about the sound, I'm worried about the power, but if you can plug it in and still do it, that's that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. All right. The power's good. Alright. Alright, next story. Jolyn Turner doesn't believe there's any truth to the rumor that Richie Blackmore has been in talks about returning to Deep Purple. Well, that that's kind of news to me because I didn't hear any rumors of Richie yeah. Blackmore returning to Deep Purple. Yeah, I I think that ship
3: has sailed, man.
1: I I,
2: I did I did
1: hear the rumor like a week or so
2: ago that they were in talks of Richie Blackmore rejoining. But it was a rumor, you know, it was nothing that, you know, it was even when we did our last episode, I didn't mention it because it was you know, one of those rumors I read on Facebook. It wasn't like no no website, you know, claiming that shit. But yes, I did hear the rumor and god I wish that would happen. And it would be so beautiful if Blackmore was back in deep purple. For me. I know you're a hater, Ian. Me, I want Blackmore back. Blackmore is deep purple to me. Well, all five of those guys, man. Mach 2 is the best. Mach 3 is awesome. I even like Mach 2, and I love Steve Morse. But the Gill and Glover, forget about it. Fireball, bitch. Thank you very much. But, yes, I did hear the rumor, Ian.
0: Yeah,
1: so, I mean, I would like to see him back because I'd like to go see him with Richie Blackmore. I just think at this point, I think you would probably get a better performance out of the current lineup because that new kid that they got, holy shit, Uh, he does Blackmore. You know, if you want to hear Blackmore, he does it, I think, much more than Steve Morris did. And I love Steve Morris, but, you know, Steve Morris is going to do Steve Morris. Uh, where this guy's like, this is what you want to hear. You want to hear the record, I'm going to play it. So, I think he could probably do it better. You know, it's like Tommy Thayer can do Ace better than Ace. You know? But, yeah, you do want to see the original guy. Um, so, I, I think it'd be a great way to end their career. Because, goddamn, they don't have much left. You know?
2: Tommy so Thayer they just... cannot. Tommy Thayer, all he does is look like Ace. The guy doesn't have that sloppiness, uh, alcoholic playing. It's too straightforward. It's it's sanitized. It's sanitized Ace freely. There's no drugs involved in Tommy Fair. And, and all you people out there, like, you know, that eat up Ace's shit, like, I've been sober for 23 years. Yeah, yeah, he probably has been sober for 23 years. But I bet you anything, he's popping pills. That's what his ex-girlfriend claims. And come on. Ace Frehley on stage and in interviews now, he's zonked out on something.
3: Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> you know, uh, but hey, when did Steve Morse leave Deep Purple? How how long ago was not, that? Not not too long ago. It was one what, about a year ago. ago now. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I saw the last time I saw Deep Purple was with Alice Cooper, and I'm pretty sure that was Steve playing. And I thought they were great, man. I mean, it's not Blackmore, you know. I would love to see that version of Purple. Um, but hell, I wouldn't mind seeing the Mach 3 version of Purple if, yeah, if David I, covered it. It's still seen, but but I just don't. Honestly, I don't think it's going to happen. To me, it's kind of like the Skid Row Sebastian Bach kind of thing. That's just my take on it. I just don't see them dudes ever getting back together. I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but I don't think it's going to. No,
2: That's me my... neither. but yeah, but, I, but I definitely would want that because Blackmore can still play. Oh, Blackmore's he amazing. Still, he's still an amazing guitar player. He can still do all that shit and i would love to see i've only seen blackmore two times in my life and i think that's a crime you know i've never seen
3: blackmore bro
2: i got to see him two times man but i'm a huge fan i want to see him again Uh, now
3: did you see him with purple or was that with rainbow yeah yeah
2: i saw i saw rainbow straight between the eyes tour and then i saw deep purple on the perfect strangers tour
3: Nice. Nice. And, I've,
2: nice. and I've, seen Perf- uh, I've seen Deep Purple many, many times after that, but without Blackmore. And I love the Steve Moore stuff. I love it. Yeah. I love those last two albums. were great. I don't like the covers album, but I think it's great shit. But, you know, I've seen enough of it. Give me Blackmore again. I don't want a guy that sounds like Blackmore. I want Blackmore. You know? Fuck I hear Fuck Scabs. Fuck Tommy
1: Thayer. <laughs> right on. He's the real spaceman. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I would love to see it with Blackmore. And I think that could help him. You know, it might get him out of casinos. You yeah. know, maybe. Well, hey,
2: hey, last time I saw, T-Purple was in a casino. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: see what I mean? But, uh, yeah, I would love to see him go out with Blackmore. You know, and that's my point. I mean, they're, they're all yeah. almost 80, so. Duh. Yeah, if they're going to do would, it, they better do it, it now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd go see him with this new kid they got too though because every bit of footage I saw with him was amazing but uh, speaking of new kids that are doing good with a band apparently now somebody we just interviewed a couple weeks ago uh, Brett Carlisle from Great White they are demoing new music with this guy and uh, be interesting you know see what they bring I think uh, Jack Russell had a lot to do with those songs Ralph doesn't like that I do and uh, I don't know see what they do but you know it's all about Mark Kendall's guitar too Uh, but I'd like to hear it I watched some more live footage of uh, Brett and uh, man he just sings those songs the way they need to sound and you know at first I was all about you know bring Jack back bring Jack back but lately man the shit I've seen of Jack I'm like oh damn you know it's kind of all this shit you see Mark Kendall going out being kind of a fucking asshole I think you know he's going out of his way, but man, he brings up a good point. Jack can't stand up for half the show, and I don't know, it just ain't there. So. Yeah,
2: I saw I saw footage of Jack Russell sitting down doing Save Your Love," and I thought it sounded amazing. I thought his voice was really oh, really? really good. Yeah, and this was uh, last year, like on one of those uh, cruise shows. He was sitting down, though. He was sitting down the whole time, but he sang it really good. I, I love that song. I love that song and uh, Face the Day. Those are the only two songs I like after the first album. And uh, and I yeah. saw footage of this new kid doing uh, Save Your Love, and it was phenomenal, too. Kid can sing. I, I didn't know how good he sang, you know, when we interviewed him. So I, you know, I checked
0: out my right. yeah. footage, and when
2: I saw Save Your Love, which was the earliest thing they played on that goddamn set list, you know, I go, all right, Save Your Love, I yeah. like this tune, and yeah, he sang it great. He sang it really, really good.
1: Yeah, you know, I watched some video, and, you know, it kind of reminds me of the whole Skid Row thing, where you got these young kids in there that got the voice, but I just... They don't have the presence down yet. I I think he's got a better presence than the, the dude from Skid Row. Uh, but, uh, you know, some of that shit comes with age. That's a young man there that we talked to. Uh, super nice kid, though, and I wish him all the best of luck, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: Be, be interesting. Uh, do you like Great White, Mike? Yeah, I'm a
3: casual fan. I mean, it's funny. When I was younger, I kind of dismissed them. I was like, oh, just by that point in time i was getting all into the thrash metal thing because i had older brothers and o- older dudes that were musical mentors for me and i'm like getting all into that and i really and as far as like just your straight ahead um meat and potatoes or street level rock you know there was of course guns and roses and tesla great white though i thought oh well they're just they're one of them newer hair metal bands you yeah know, they were they were i, I was more of into like I like the first wave of glam metal even some of the second wave guys but after a while it's like you've said than once again when it came more about the look and not the music that's when I just tuned out you know and I I dismissed great white but then when I seen them play unplugged I was like holy shit man they're pretty good and then I did more of a deeper dive because people like Ralph tell me you need to check out their first albums and I'm like, man, these guys are pretty fucking cool. And as far as the new kid, I've seen a few videos. I-, I think he's got the goods, man. And he seems like a really cool kid. And the interesting thing in your interview with him is when Ralph was mentioned in the first album, he seemed he was all about it, man. He like, yeah, was like yeah. yeah, that rips. And I'm like, hell yeah. So maybe they will play more of that stuff. That would be cool. But, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm more of a casual fan, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um... Well, only I, I, I'm
3: a,
1: a great, like, sucker. I am
3: Oh, hey, that's cool, man. I'm, I'll tell you what, though. I always felt really sorry for him. No,
2: no, no. Hey, Mike, Mike, what? Mike, Mike, What, Mike. what? Excuse what? me. Mike, excuse me. Oh,
3: That's what? not cool.
2: I'm talking right. about... The- no, I'm just saying. It's not... It's not cool <laughs> that Ian likes great White. That's not oh. cool. Don't... You're right, man. Don't be sending... <laughs> don't be sending Ian these negative messages. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, Ian, that's All not right. cool,
0: man. Well, no, but what I was going to say
3: about uh, quite real quick was that I always felt really bad for him with that that tragedy. And was that Rhode Island? that that yeah. club? Oh, my God. They've never really been the same since, I don't think. That's just <coughs> two cents. But, but anyway, yeah. man. Yeah, they've yeah, never but, been but, you know, but But you know that, that that
2: station fire was still better than Killfest. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I opened the door and you took it, Ralph That's awesome
1: Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. Well, Overkill released a new video For the title track of their new album, Scorched And, uh, I know, uh, my friend Mr. X sent that to you Ralph, did you get a chance to listen to that album yet? Oh, yeah, two times Nice, well, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll save it I would like to do, uh I know we're going to do the new Metallica tomorrow. I would like to do the new Overkill as well, so I guess we'll save it for that. But, uh, yeah, new Overkill. I'm excited. What, I, wouldn't, what a, hey, I
2: wouldn't mind talking about the new Metallica now, if you don't mind. I went to the theater, and they showed like each video, and, and between each video, you know, a band member would talk about a song, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I liked it. The first two, three songs were really good. Then it took a dive for the worse. I thought this album was horrible, except for the singles. And I'll give it to Shadows Fallen, the second track I liked as well. The rest of the album was low, death pathetic bullshit. And some of those videos were hard to sit through, man, because it, was, it wasn't them, it was just lines and white lines. Dude, it gave me a fucking headache. I had to close my eyes during it. <laughs> I was horrified uh. by the fucking... The album, the album, other than the singles, make a great EP. But seriously, it, it's it's not good. It's not a good album. Metallica let me down after they grabbed me with Hardwired. And I still love the fuck out of Hardwired. And I thought, all right, yeah, let's give this one. I'm hearing the singles. I'm like, Yeah. This is gonna be like hardwired, man. This is gonna be awesome. No, those are the only good songs on the album. So, yeah, I'm very let down. You saw me. I was like, ooh, four to four, four by four. I like them all. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. I'm gonna like this album. Oh my God, what the fuck? It was, dude. In the last song, it's like I think it's the longest Metallica song ever. It's like eleven plus minutes. Is that
1: it's the a, longest song? I mean, I know it's longest. It's longest song on the album. I don't well, know if that's know the longest
2: song Lawrence, they've done. Lars introduced it as the longest song they've ever done when I saw it in the theater. Oh, okay. Maybe it is. maybe it is a little because I know okay. Outlaw. I know Outlaw Torn is very long, so it, it, it's probably a little longer than that. But that song was terrible. That song reminded me of loads. like eleven minute song of load mm. shit. It was. Did and and the videos suck. Even the videos that feature Metallica, the videos we've all seen, they're kind of tedious, with too much imagery going on and not enough focus on the band. And when the band comes in, they're all blurry. I don't know. I I didn't like that. Let let me put it this way. I had a horrible experience seeing the new Metallica at the theater. It fucking sucked. (laughs) It fucking
1: sucked hard. well, I got it. It was a very eventful day uh, because you got the the new Overkill, the new Metallica, and the new LA Guns. Uh, and I got a, I got all three of them. Of course, the first one I went to was Overkill. Um, and I was listening to the album today that we we're reviewing. I listened to that three times, and um, you know then I started listening to Metallica. You know, right before we're getting ready to record. I've made it halfway through. And so far, I guess it's a little spoiler alert. Uh, I'm not happy. You know, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it, it's it's kind of what I expected, because unlike you, I, I felt... Well, we both fell in love with Lux and Turtle. I thought it was great. I thought it was fucking fantastic. Yeah, you know, to- more new wave of British heavy metal than than thrash but i dug it i mean i was just like oh oh here we go you know because i was a little worried going into it with james going through the divorce and all this shit like oh it's going to be a woe is me sad sack shit you know i miss when they're you know talking about like fucking metal militias and shit you know i don't want real world shit out of metallic i want metal shit but um yeah halfway through and uh I think uh, Chase of Lights or something was the last song oh, I heard. That,
2: that, man, that's horrible. That's the one that had the videos with nothing but white lines going through a, a black thing. It was, dude, yeah. seriously, I'm not lying to you. It was, like, ser- nauseating watching all these lines going on this huge screen in the theater back and forth and making squiggly things. And, oh, my God, it was, like, through the whole fucking video, I was like, it was that song. And that song sucked. It was like a horrible song on top right. of that, you know. It's like fuck, a horrible visual, horrible song. But I think the last song is the worst on there. I think that's the worst song. It's so
1: bad. Well, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I, I know you told me that ahead of time, and yeah, I know it's the longest song on the album. But I, I kind of remember when uh, we did the review of Load. I think it was. I think Unforgiven Two was three days. That's what it felt like. That's what it fucking <laughs> felt like, was three fucking days. So, we'll see. Mike, have you heard any of the new Metallica yet, other, I, other than the singles? No, and part of the reason was
3: that is because I had to work yesterday, and then I had to do my show. So, I haven't even got to listen to all the new Overkill. I did play... Now, I did play one track off the new Overkill because somebody requested it, and I had pre-ordered it uh, digitally. So, it was like... I forget the name of the song. I liked it. It was really good. But what, what
1: was it what, was it one of the ones they released already? Because they've released three: uh, "Wicked Place," "The Surgeon," the "Wicked and Place," the Final "Wicked Front.
3: Place," and I really liked that song. Yeah. I thought it was fucking. It was really right heavy, on. but thrashy at the same time. Almost, you know, because I kept hearing they were saying, "Oh, they're gonna go." I mean, go kind of for a Sabbath vibe. Well, you know, everybody knows me. That's my all-time favorite band. So I'm all about that. Um, and then, of course, I've heard the surgeon, which which I liked. Um, as, as far as Metallica goes, I I got to be a Debbie Downer here, guys. I like Lux Aeterna. I thought that song was great. Some of the other singles didn't grab me. I mean, they they have their moments, but I mean, I'm yeah, what well. I that's not called being a
1: Debbie Downer. That's that's called a, a, a music fan.
3: Yeah, okay. Well, everybody just seems to be sucking the dick on this new record and I I got to oh, say no, I
2: don't
0: know.
3: Everybody
2: sucks sucks the dick of Mataka and that that causes everybody to hate on Mataka. Well, I, I I'm not like that. Like cuz yeah, Mataka is very trendy to hate and I it's understand. Very trendy. That. It's very trendy to hate on the new album cuz everybody's hating Lux Turn everything on the new album. It's very trendy to do that. I went in in subjective, man. I went, you know, honestly, honestly, after Death Magnetic, I gave up on Metallica. I was like, I don't even want to listen to it. But then I heard Hardwired. I was like, holy shit. And then that album blew me away. So I was like, I went back to Death Magnetic to see, you know, maybe I missed out. No, it's a horrible album. It's just horrible. It's worse than this new one. I think it's way worse than what's this seventy-two seasons?
3: Seventy seasons, is what the? New yeah, very called, yeah.
2: way worse. But this album is like not even half as good. Almost half I liked, almost. Hmm. But the rest is the rest is the, the Metallica of that I remember from Death Magnetic and Loads and all that shit I don't like. You know? Right. It was it was it was very very disappointing for me that I walked out of the theater going, man, I only liked the singles. The Songs I already knew walking into this place, and I heard it again. You know, before I made the review on YouTube, I listened to it one more time and I sat down, and took notes, and I was like, Yeah, dude, this ain't doing shit for me, except for the singles. Right. And as for Overkill, I don't like it. I like that song you liked, The Wicked Place.
3: Yeah, that, I really that, like that song. Yeah, that was like, great too. I played it that's on my. A- no, it's, last night. I was like fuck I really
2: like that No I, I liked it as well Because they were trying out something a little different And it worked But I thought the rest was just weak And I know they tried some different shit Later on go, trying to get mellow and heavier To me it's just another Overkill album that They just shit out man I think Overkill should take a five year break And write a good album Because all these albums are sounding the same to me Even though mm-hmm. they try to do a couple little different things Here and there but Overkill one of those bands that, oh, it's coming out the same day as Metallica. And then everybody was like, and I know, man, a lot of these people saying this haven't even heard the new Overkill, but they're writing stuff going, oh, new Overkill owns the new Metallica. I'm like, I bet you haven't even heard the new Overkill yet. It's just a cool thing to say. They both suck.
1: Well, I, 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 I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, and I only heard the new Overkill all the way through once. Um, uh, I was a little underwhelmed, and I'm a huge Overkill fan. Well, I've got to still think it's. I, I'm, I'm very shocked you said that, because I, I, I see you as an Overkill sheep. No, no, it, it's one of those ones. Now, I, I think I liked it more than you, and I liked some of the risks that they took. You know, and again, we'll get into this more when we review these albums because I would like to review it. Uh, but I definitely want to digest it more, the same way I want to digest the Metallica one. Because, I mean, I'm going to listen to it, you know, if we're going to review it tomorrow, I'm going to listen to it at least three times, which sucks because it's like fucking two days long.
0: Uh, <laughs> it but, is way uh, too
2: fucking, man. You know, it's like 70, 75 minutes, man. It's like, I hate seven, albums seven, that Seventy seven. I hate 77. that, man. Yeah. I, I yeah. hate
1: that shit. But no, I will say I, the, uh, the overkill on the first listen, I was disappointed. I didn't hate it. But I with as long as a break as they had, I was expecting a little bit more. Now I also know like because of the pandemic, this record was rewritten like about three times, and I don't know if that fucked with the spontaneity. But uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to be a sheep on it. I like it. I didn't love it, uh, but we'll see. I you know both of these, I need to I need to hear more and more. Remember, you hated Fair Warning the first time you heard it, so. That's true. sometimes you need time you need time to digest shit uh, but I was a little underwhelmed o- I should say but I, I don't still think, like I it
2: don't, I, I really don't think I'm point. ever gonna I really don't think I'm gonna like those Metallica songs that I don't like already I really doubt they're gonna grow up oh, yeah.
3: I'm gonna have to listen to both albums and, and kind of figure you know and and you know, and, and, and make up my own mind you know but I I mean, like I said, I did like the one single, Lux Eterna. I did like the two singles I heard off of the new Overkill. So I'll, I'll listen to both albums. I'll be open-minded. I'll give it a chance. But I got to say, I'm a little... I'll, just some uh, of the things I've heard about 72 Seasons, I am a little... Because I liked Hardwire. Like, I was shocked that that album was as good as it was, you know? And I was like, hell yeah, like maybe Metallica and Megadeth were kind of having a renaissance again. And, and now I'm like... Yikes, I don't know, man. As far as Overkill goes, I think they've been pretty consistent, you know, and they've never, I don't feel they've ever put out a bad record. There's records I like more than others, but I've never been like, oh, well, that just completely sucks. Now, that doesn't mean to say there isn't some filler in some of those albums, but overall, I think they've had a better track record. Than a lot of other bands. But yeah. my favorite death my well, I, favorite uh, thrash metal band is Death Angel, so there you go. Yeah. But uh speaking, yeah,
2: I, of, thrash, I, I, speaking of Thrash, I got some thrash news. Forbidden is okay. teasing Forbidden
3: is teasing a reunion.
0: Ooh. Yeah, I would
3: love I, to see that. I've never seen Forbidden. My big brother got to see him once with Sacred Reich at a soccer club, man. Oh,
2: I, I, I saw him three times.
3: Oh, I love I Forbidden. Saw him
2: on, yeah, with, I saw him on With the, what lineup,
1: though?
2: Oh, I saw the Forbidden Evil lineup with uh, Death Angel. Uh, Forbidden Evil and Act 3 tour. I saw Twisted Into Form. No, yeah. And then I saw him one time after that, one of those shitty albums. Either it was Distortion or Green. And then I saw them on the reunion back in 2010 when they came with Overkill. And that right, was a album. Right, but I'm saying,
1: what, what, what lineup... What lineup is supposed to be getting back together,
2: though? Oh, they didn't stay. Oh, okay. Uh, it's probably not going to be the original, you know, but... Hey, if that Bostoff, uh oh. Russ, and the guitar play, I'll be okay.
3: Yeah, if they get Craig and Russ, I'm good. Yeah. Nothing against Bostoff, but he's probably going to be busy with whatever Carrie King's doing, you know. Yeah. Maybe not, though. I don't know. I would love to see Forbidden, though. I've never seen him and I love those first two records. They're just stone-cold classics, man.
1: Fuck well, yeah. I, I, I have to get Bo Stoff, because Bo Stoff's a fucking beast, and Cary King Oh, he's amazing. shit. Well, yeah, what's up with that? I, I wish he was, I've heard, but... I've heard he's recorded
3: an album, and it's like in the can. Well, when's it coming out? What's it called? I haven't heard shit more about it, man. I don't know.
1: Because, well, there's rumors that, it, that Anselmo was... The vocalist So maybe he doesn't Want to put it out While there's no chance I think there might
3: Be truth to that Because dude They were talking It was going to come out In 2022 or something And we haven't heard shit
1: Yeah So I, I think that's What it is I, I think You know Carrie wants to make Money off this shit And if he can't Tour it And can't promote it Properly because Inselmo's out with Pantera That makes sense he'll, he'll just sit on it Alright well more Uh rash metal news, and this, I'm actually, I'm optimistic about this shit. Uh, Max and Igor Cavalera re-recorded Sepultura's Bestial Devastation and Morbid Visions and announced the tour. And, you know, those are albums that I couldn't get into as much. Uh, I mean, they were just so crude. You know, I, I mean, they were they were fucking teenagers when they did that shit, you know, and the recordings were, were very crude. Uh you well, know, dude, their
3: their tu- their instruments weren't even tuned right, at least according to Max' biography.
1: They were right. just kids that so,
3: didn't know yeah. what the fuck they were doing.
1: Exactly. So I would like to see this. Uh, you know, I would definitely go check it out. Any any chance to see Max well, and Igor together?
3: I saw them about a year ago uh, when they did the Beneath the Rise, and it was amazing. And they had another killer, a newer thrash metal band. Uh, opening up for them called Warbringer, and they're fucking badass too. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them, but check no, I them out. Played, I played.
2: I, I played with Warbringer in Puerto Rico. They've been around a while. They're
3: awesome. yeah, they're they're fucking great, man. Yeah, yeah they're, they're really an awesome good. band. They've been around
2: for over ten years.
3: Yeah, they've been they they were part of that whole like like you know mid aughts, you know two thousand five, two thousand seven, that whole resurgence of thrash. They were one of the bands that uh, came from that. So they've been around for a minute. I yeah,
2: like. They, they're, they're awesome. They're awesome, man. We became friendly with the singer. Yeah, he's he a really cool a, dude. He sang on this compilation CD oh. that I sang on. Experience. Oh, cool. Yeah.
1: Well, what do you think, Ralph? Uh, are you interested in checking that out at all?
2: Not really. I'm not a fan of anything <laughs>
1: from Sepultura till Sepultura. Uh, I like schizophrenia.
2: Beneath the Remains is my favorite, and I love Arise. Everything else, I just don't care for. Not even the early, early stuff. It's yeah, it's too dirty. It's too, Yeah. You know, not my, not my, not my speed, man. It started with Troops of Doom with
1: me.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Well, uh, Paul Stanley says singing rock and roll all night for the last time at Kiss's final concert will be overwhelming. And uh, y- you got to laugh at this shit because Gene's already saying after this final concert he wants to do a vegas residency so,
3: what setting you know, down again i mean it's getting ridiculous man that's i was like i saw that and i'm like damn gene you know it, you know because i guess he was sick or not feeling good and i'm just like yeah just stop already
1: No, he, he was he wasn't sick he was just he was as bored as the fucking audience
3: there you yeah. go yeah it's <laughs> just fuck, you
1: know? man but no, I mean, it just, it really does. It almost like there's a little bit of pre cum It just makes my cock so hard for these fucking idiots that are paying thousands and thousands of dollars for these Madison Square, uh, Madison Square Garden shows. And and Gene's already saying he wants to do more after this. They already
2: have, they already have Kiss Cruise booked. So they're playing on Kiss Cruise next year. They already have a booking. So if the residency might happen before or after that. But Kiss will play again on the Kiss Cruise next year. You know, it's, it's all fucking... Yeah. It, it's weird how they announced that, and then they announced the last shows. It's like, you can see it right there in black and white. They're playing the Kiss Cruise next year, and then they announced after that their farewell shows at Madison Square Garden. It's all bullshit, man, but... Whatever, man. Kiss ain't yeah. never going away. And no, you're not going to get anybody to replace Gene and Paul like they keep saying over and over again. But look at them. They're talking about residencies and kiss cruises. They ain't getting nobody. Nobody's going to take place. Paul's ego won't allow it. Even though Paul's always like, well, I could be replaced. Yeah. Why don't you do it? I mean, your voice, your voice has been shot for 10 years. Would have been a great time to replace yourself. But now... You know what fuck them and uh yeah and, uh, yeah fucking jeff beard <laughs> bitch <And> jeff beard.
3: <laughs> i loved him man i've been yeah. listening to that episode that kid is great man he's like yeah yeah, yeah. He, was awesome. he was he was and i also yeah. loved his oh, story about how back. that's the album that got him into rock and metal i'm like that's kind of fucking cool i think yeah the, that's the album, because I'm like, wow, I never thought about that way, like, because of that movie, yeah! And because of the fact that he loved that soundtrack, he went and bought all these, you know, amazing rock and metal albums, and became fans of them. Yeah! I think that's great. Hell
1: yeah. Well, uh, some sad news, Barbara Shanker passed away, uh, sister of Michael and Rudolph Shanker, and Uh, what's worse is, uh, Michael Shanker said that Barbara ripped off his look, and that he looked <laughs> like the woman before Barbara. Now, poor Michael, he just hates everybody. Man, that but, Michael. Uh, yeah, sad she passed away at. Yeah, she passed away at 56 years old. Too young.
2: Yeah, that is too, too young. Old. That's that's younger than me.
1: I know. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, get, uh, Here's here's more like happy and sad news. Ted Nugent, well, we talked about this, Jeff Beers brought this up before I even knew. Uh, Ted Nugent says he's going on his uh, final tour, and I saw the dates. Man, it ain't much of a fucking tour, but at least he's ending it in Michigan, which I think is appropriate. Yeah,
2: uh, it at, sucked. At I Freedom wish I could Hall.
1: And then Joe Perry says Aerosmith will la- launch a new tour in September. Oh boy, like collectively, who gives a shit? Uh, and again, he hints uh, No Joey Kramer So, I don't
2: care Well, Aerosmith will still pack places man. You know, you gotta remember Unfortunately, Ian, Ralph is right You gotta remember, Ian, the casuals are What matter, not us The mm-hmm. casuals will Want to see right. Lovin' an Elevator, you know
1: Nikki Six confirms Motley Crue is writing new music and we're just letting the songs guide us and he says, Fuck McMars, I hope he dies. Holy shit.
2: Wow. That's awesome. Man, I, I don't
1: I don't know what's what's sadder. Him saying that about McMars or the fact that they're writing new music. You imagine uh, Tom uh,
2: Tommy Lee being tortured to play that crap. You know? It's gonna be hysterical, but uh, fuck you know People people are saying they're either team Team Mick or Team Motley. I'm team all, fuck all four of them. Because honestly, look at Mick Mars, the guy that promised everybody that he'd buy you a ticket if they went back on his farewell tour. Right? He didn't do that. And now, he's suing Motley Crue to get some of that money from that bullshit tour they're doing now where they went back on the farewell tour. So he still wants money off it. So fuck Mick Mars as much as Nikki Six and Vince Neon and Tom Lee. Fuck
1: them all. Thank you. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm going to take a little different stance than, than Ralph, you know, as usual. Uh, Ralph saying, you know, fuck Motley Crue, fuck McMars. Uh, I say worse than that. Fuck the people who are going to pay money to see that shit. They deserve it worse. They they yeah. deserve a fuck. Two dicks in their ears. And I'm talking to you, Dick Twackens. God damn it. All,
2: all, all you, you fucking guys. <laughs> all you fucking guys. Send the money to me and Ian. Don't go see Motley Crue. Just pay us whatever the yeah. fuck you pay to see them. We're more.
1: We're far more. Yeah, and we'll and we'll play a tape of an old episode. <laughs> you already <Yeah>. heard. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh shit. Uh, well, it looks like Dave Lombardo's uh, time and testament probably came to an end. Uh, he's sitting out all their 2023 shows. And says his future is uncertain, that he's focusing right now on Mr. Bungle and uh, another band that he recorded with, uh, what the fuck's their name, Empire State Bastards, uh, something he recorded during the pan or er, pre-pandemic, uh, and that that's unfortunate, man, you know, and I know there was various reports of him uh, struggling with Testament Live, but... Uh, I thought he sounded good, but I was drunk as shit, so who knows? But I'm excited. I'm gonna get to see him next month here in Seattle. My first Seattle concert. I get to see Mister Bungle, so uh, I'll, I'll tell you how he plays there. But unfortunate to see him leave Testament. You know. Yeah.
0: All
1: right. Well, uh, ex-accept bassist Peter uh, Baltus officially has joined UDO, so now there's more more accepted UDO than accept. And, uh, man, I, I wish they could just put their shit aside and get together, too, even though I love what they're doing with uh, that T.T. quick guy. Yeah. But uh, I, w- I would like to see some more classic members and accept. Even, I like all the people. I mean, Christopher Williams we've talked to, super nice guy, great drummer. And, Ralph, you did something with uh, the bass player as well, right?
2: Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, he's a rhythm guitar
1: player. Oh, rhythm guitar player, okay. Yeah, he comes uh, on my so, channel, we talk Beatles. So, I mean, very very talented band, but it's kind of, you know, it's kind of getting far removed from Accept now.
3: Yeah, Bushy uh, and I interviewed the bass player, Martin Montic, and he was a really nice guy. He gave us his uh, bass solo album and signed it. Real, real cool dude, man. Real cool guy.
1: Nice. Nice. Well, uh our arch enemy Sammy Hagar will be joined by <laughs> Michael Anthony and Nancy Wilson and others at the eighth annual Acoustic for a cure concert. And uh you know, I, I don't know what cure they're looking for. I want to find a cure for fucking Sammy Hagar. And I believe the cure is death. <laughs> so if, if if everybody could donate to Sammy Hagar's death. It'd be greatly appreciated. I don't know if you know
2: this, Ian, but when Eddie Van Halen died, Sammy Hagar, when he found out Eddie Van Halen died, he was like, all right, now let's go find that cure. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Eddie's dead. Who cares? Get, get the cure done now.
1: Oh, God. Die, Sammy. Die. But but even b- before, before Sammy dies, take your fans with you. I, I wish that'd be... I want to see some Jonestown shit at Cabo Wabo. That's what I would like. Yeah. You know, yeah. Take them <laughs> all out. Take a, All Put fucking po- ten of them. I hope they fucking die. Put poison in the Cabo Wabo tequila. Oh, God. That, oh, uh, I don't know <laughs> if I mentioned this on, on a previous episode or not, but uh, when I'm coming back from Rockin' Pod... Um, I had this horrible thing happen. My my flight got canceled once I got to Vegas, and I was like, "Oh shit!" So I'm at this bar in Vegas in the airport where you could smoke. Well, the fucking bar closes at eight thirty. I'm like, "Are you shitting me?" In Vegas, the smoking bar closes at eight thirty. I'm like, "Well, is there another bar I can go to?" And the guy looks at me, and goes, "Well, there's Sammy Hagar's bar, uh, r- you know, right down the aisle." And I'm like. Uh, you got a David Lee Roth bar? He's like, no. I'm like, fuck that shit. I ain't going on principle. like, fuck this motherfucker. And I even wanted to go there and, like, stand in front of the sign and flip it off and take a picture. But you know how shit is in a fucking airport now, man. You can't joke around for shit. So I didn't do it. But I, I looked in there, and it was exactly what I thought. A bunch of lame-ass fucking white people. Like, plaster Fucking, you just you know, cracker-ass honkies. In their fucking <laughs> Archive shirts, drinking their fucking Mai Tais and pussy-ass shit. Bunch of pussy-ass. Ah, you never catch me dead in a fucking Sammy Hagar bar. God damn it. Fuck that fucker. More importantly, fuck his fans. You're even worse.
2: Well, I'm, well, somebody, I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100% there, Ian.
0: Yeah!
1: Yeah! All right. Well, somebody I hope it's better... Uh, is George Thorogood? Yeah, he's just doing his fiftieth anniversary tour and had to cancel dates after being diagnosed with a very serious medical condition. They haven't announced what it is, uh, but I like some George Thorogood. You know, uh, I'd go. Nah, a fun show.
2: Nah, back to the bone annoys me and no end, and I drink alone. I hope he dies.
1: Well. <laughs> I, I'll tell you this. This does bother me. Is that he's sober now, and he gets up and he sings all these odes to drinking and stuff. And I don't like that. I don't like that. You know, if you're gonna do it, stick with it. You know. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't give up. You can't be sober and sing one scotch, one bourbon, one beer. Yeah, you got. God you know, damn, does, you know, does it sound.
2: Yeah, George Thurgood needs to die like he and. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Happy. Happy like, and drunk.
3: Like a man.
1: Like yeah. a man. <laughs> oh, let's see. Anything else worth this shit? Oh, uh, here's something. Uh, uh, another person who says they weren't going to tour anymore. Now they're touring again. But I'm actually happy about this one. Uh, Peter Frampton announces the Never Say Never Summer 2023 tour yeah, of North America. And I think that, I think that's great. I th- I don't know if it's coming here, but I would love. I've never seen Peter Frampton.
3: Neither have I. Loved
1: um, And you know he was he wasn't doing this as like a oh I'm gonna cash in on this one. You know I mean he really like his health was so bad uh, that he's like I got to do this before I can anymore. Apparently he's doing a little bit better right now. And he says, fuck it, I want to keep going while I can. And I'm all for that, you know, because I I really didn't see that last tour as a cash grab. That's just like a, oh, fuck, I might die. Let me do one last hurrah. But he's feeling better and he's coming back. And he never signed a contract. So I respect that, you know. There was no no contract that Peter Frampton wasn't going to play again. No, nah, but, but, uh, but
2: but but the thing is, Ian, he did start with Pepper, so I hope he yeah. gets worse and dies. <clears throat> Man, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. Hey, you know you know it's like either the second or the third date is gonna be here at the Hollywood Hard Rock, so I'm definitely going. I did see check this out, this is a crazy story. I saw Peter Frampton at the cameo theater in nineteen eighty eight or eighty nine, one of those two, right? And it was a great show. You know, he did Do You Feel Like I Do and all that crazy shit. Then he leaves the stage. And when he comes out in the encore, who comes out with him? Jimmy Page and a double neck guitar. Holy shit. Oh, shit. And they did some Humble Pie. It was Natural Born Woman. Something wow. Like, it was on. Oh, that, was the first, that was the first time I ever saw Jimmy Page, you know, because I didn't see Plague play Japan oh, or no plant shit. yet. So, yeah, Jimmy Page yeah. came. Because Jimmy Page lived down here at, at Star Island. My friend met Jimmy Page and he got his autograph. Jimmy Page signs his name downwards. It's it's pretty cool autograph. But, uh, yeah, man, I got to see Jimmy Page come out at a Peter Frandom show and jam on some Humble Pie. How cool is that?
1: That's fucking killer. That is that
2: fucking was, awesome, well, dude.
1: Yeah, that was
2: amazing. Who knows? You might well, not.
1: I'll, I'll let... I'll have to double check those tour dates. Hopefully there is one in Washington because I would love to see him.
3: I'm going to have to see if Uh, he's coming to St. Louis. That's something I'd like to go see, man. I've never
1: seen Frampton. He's he's somebody that, you know, there was always so many songs that I liked and that I kind of turned my back because of classic rock radio. And I really, to this day, I still hate Baby I Love Your Way with a passion. That's like one of those songs just like, Nails on a fucking chalkboard, but then I kind of got over that and listened to some other shit. and I was like, man, I really like this other shit. I got to let that one song go. I like, but, I like, uh, baby, I, I, I like, I like, baby, I love your way. But I remember somebody remade it. It was fucking terrible. Oh yeah, it, yeah, in the, in the late eighties. oh uh, yeah, that crazy. was so bad. It was like hip hop. Oh, yeah, and I, I think that was like a one-two punch because. Uh, Because of my age, I I think that was the first time I heard it was that cover. And I always hated that. And then, of course, I've always talked to Nauseam about, you know, classic rock radio in Central Florida. And they would play it over and over. And I was like, fuck this shit, man. Fuck Frampton. But, man, last couple years I've been listening to all this other Frampton shit. And I still need to listen to the one you recommended with with, uh, Regan. Oh,
2: Breaking the Rules.
1: Yeah, I gotta I gotta check that out because man, and then once I walked back and discovered like you know he's only on the first couple of humble pie albums, but man, they're fucking terrific. If you yeah. like just regular you know little rock and roll, um, you know. But yeah, unfortunately, yeah, no no Washington dates and uh, no St. Louis, but they will be at the he will be at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, Florida. So there you go, Ralph. It's it's like the second show, isn't it? It's I know it's early in the tour. No, it's a tour. Oh,
2: okay. I, I read it wrong. Yeah. But yeah, man, I would love, love, love. I'm going to that for sure. I love that. that. That fucking arena, it's a new arena they built. That's where I saw Metallica and The Who and a bunch of uh, yeah. Blue, what's it called? And Deep Purple. I saw them all at that new venue, and that venue is awesome. I mean, really, really good. Anywhere you sit is great, so I can get nosebleeds for that and be happy.
1: You know? Well, here's another tour that was announced. And at first I was like, I'm jumping all over this. And then I kind of thought about it. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to fucking go. But now I'm on the fence. Because I've never seen the incredible Armored Saint. But Wasp is coming back. And they're playing in Seattle. And I just, I I don't know. I cannot stand this Wasp set list and how short it is, and the songs that they're playing, I really have no interest in. But, I'm like, fuck, I want to see Armored Saint. Ian, did go.
3: Armored? Go, I went. Yeah. I'm telling you, I don't... I, now, I never saw Wasp before. So, for the most part, I did enjoy the concert. There were some parts where they were doing the Crimson Idol stuff, which isn't my Wasp. And I went to the bathroom and got a beer during all that. But, other than that, I thought Wasp ended up being better than I thought they were going to be. An armored saint fucking kicked ass, man, and I never got to see armored saint. So, I if you're an armored saint uh, fan, you should go.
2: Yeah, armored I, saint. I think, armored saint yeah. was was better than Wallace. It, they were better than Wallace, but I really did enjoy Wallace. And I went with a negative attitude. Me too. To that show, thinking I thought, ah, Wallace, whatever. Armored saint. I'm here for armored saint. And then when I saw Wallace, I was like, damn. <coughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, that's just my two cents, brother. But, yeah, if you like Armored Saint, I would go ahead and go, even though, you know, because if Wasp pisses you off, you, I mean, I know you're kind of like, man, I fucking spent that money, but I'm telling you, man, Armored Saint was really, really good. And, and I went to yeah. that show to see them, because I, I love Wasp. I love old school Wasp, but I was like, yeah, you know, it's going to be, you know, it, it, they ended up being better than I thought they were going to be, and, and Armored Saint, you know, they were fucking
1: great, so I have no regrets about I, going. I, I'll prep prob- I'll probably end up going just for Armored Sane you know i've already, I've seen the wasp a couple times and it ain't even fucking wasp I'm sorry no, no it's Holmes. not
0: no a- it's it ain't not fucking
1: wasp you know I even more so I want Randy Piper i want I want black back on face where he fucking belongs yes I want I want to see Randy Piper and fucking Chris Holmes you know and it'd be nice if Steve Riley or Tony Richards was there but I love that you know, that would cool you know, too Blackie needs a stick on fucking base, you know, and, and and then, you know, all the backing tracks and shit. I, I guess I'm going to have to look and see how solid Armored Saint set list. Well, fuck it. I should just go for Armored Saint. Fuck it. Armored, do- Saint
2: Armored Saint switches up the set list.
1: Yeah,
3: they, they don't play oh, the same yeah. set list every time.
1: Oh, oh, they got balls then. Okay, yeah, oh, all right. I'll go now. I'll go for Armored Saint. All right, Eddie Van Halen's hot for teacher guitar can fetch between two to three million dollars at an auction. And oh, yeah, man. man, it's the Frankenstrat. It was played on a real Van Hagar. I mean, a real Van Halen album, not Van Hagar bullshit. Oh, man, would I love to yep. fucking have that guitar? Holy shit! It's it's worth more than that. I wonder uh, I'm looking here I don't know who the money's gonna go to though. Uh, huh. oh man it says the guitar was gifted to retiring drum tech Greg Emerson around 1990 so I wonder if he's gonna get the money or what uh, mm. damn that would be nice to have though holy fuck that's real Van Halen I, I, I don't. I don't want one of those Ernie Ball motherfuckers. I want the old Franken Strat. Oh, that'd be killer. Oh shit! Somebody's gonna get ripped off that shit. All it's right. worth.
2: It's it's worth way more than that.
1: Yeah. Oh. It 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 is to people with the ears. Oh god! Oh, well, here's something that should make you happy, Metal Mike.
0: Oh yeah, what's uh, that?
1: Uh, give, me, give me radio To shut down after being unable To secure necessary financing So The competition is going away <laughs> uh, You know I, I did a little Research on this and, and basically uh, They couldn't Pay enough for the streaming rights For the music that they were playing And <laughs> I, I think that's A nice thing about underground stations Like you know that metal station Cranium Radio, stuff like that. You know, there's a dedicated fan base, but it's not big enough to get the attention of the others. Right, right. You know, and Give Me Radio, you know, I mean, hell, Mustaine had a show on there. There's a uh, couple other famous people who uh, oh. were DJing on there. And they also did, like, the, the reboot of Headbangers Ball that lasted all about three weeks. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it was a more like a corporate thing. Yeah. But uh, they're getting shut down. I, I think, you know, they got it. There was an attraction there from, like, you know, your Spotify's and your fucking uh, XM and all that other shit, you know. They probably put the heat on them where, you know, that metal station, I'm sure, is under the radar. And they're, they're not coming after you yet.
2: Yet. Well, no, but but Mike, Mike's clever, you know. He puts... Metal, but they don't really look at it, because when they go on that metal station, you see Mark Allen Taylor's on, and they see him playing Duran <laughs> Duran and shit like that, going, oh, okay, let's leave these guys alone.
3: <laughs> well, you know, actually, our friend Ian here kind of opened that whole fucking can of worms. Mm-hmm. And then Bushy. Oh, hey, I, was, I wasn't playing fucking, yeah. I know, I know
1: that. I wasn't he, playing I, Tiffany
3: Look I know that But it's just It's one of them situations Where then Bushy Was doing silly shit Which what's funny Is he hasn't played Anything like that In a long time But then you got These other Well if so and so Can do it And this guy Well why can't I And I'm like Ugh And I said A little But very little Like I, I still want them To play mostly Rock and metal And Sam Who I think Does a great job He does do one segment In his show Called the fuck it all block Where he'll play Some odd shit but it's one block, and the rest of the show is rock and metal, so I'm okay with that. Even Mark. Now, granted, some of the rock and metal, Mark plays the stuff that's not really in my wheelhouse. But I try to let my DJs kind of have the freedom to do what they want. I mean, I'm never going to have as good of DJs as you two guys, let's just be honest. And I didn't oh, have anything to do I with him
0: getting fired. Yeah, that was
3: well, all Scott. I, I mean, and, and just to just to put this out there because I know you guys are busy and you got a billion other things going on. But if you ever wanted to come back, the door is always open. I would love to. All
0: right, I'll take my yeah, Block. Well,
1: <laughs> Mark, you're fired. I, I think the the most important question here is, you know, what are you on tape fucking? that Mark Elton Taylor got a copy of. Was it like a goat yeah. or what? You know, how, yeah. how did this... How, did how hard does one get to say, <laughs> you know, I'll let, I'll let Mark Elton Taylor on my stage? <laughs> All right, well, that's the news, and uh, let's get to why we're here. Metal Mike donated rock Rockin' Pod Who knows Probably Rockin' Pod 1 And we're
3: just getting to it now <laughs> Actually but, uh, I think it was the third I can't remember Because Ralph and I did A Death Angel episode On the Vieira Vault That was my original pick For this podcast You remember yeah. that don't you, Ralph Remember We yeah, did, uh, did. Yeah. Which what it was Because we did We did uh, We did the Ultraviolence On this podcast And then I think we did The, the first of what I call The Will Carroll al- era album uh, Right. The Will Carroll era of, of Death Angel, yeah, which had a blast doing. So yeah. you know, and then that's why I thought I thought about it, I'm like, what album should I pick? Should I pick another Death Angel? Should I do this? And I know Ian's a big Crowbar fan, so I was like, well, you know, I'll, I'll pick Crowbar. So that's why I picked Crowbar. Well,
1: uh, that's why. Well, I, I know you possibly- you made me happy. <laughs> yeah, I saw
3: your post, Ralph. I was like, "Oh, damn!"
2: Yeah, and, I'm, and, sorry. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I would also, I would also say, "Fuck you, Ian," for inspiring him to get this album.
1: Yeah, hey, I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it happily. It. Well, look, but uh, I I,
3: hey, I was under hey, the hey, impression Mike. that you liked Crowbar too, Ralph. I didn't know that uh, you were not uh, fan uh,
2: okay. I saw them live, and they were great. Album, not so great.
0: Okay. But hey,
2: man, it's cool that you like it. It doesn't matter, you know. It's just saying, uh, I'm not a fan. Hey, man.
3: It's all good, man. All like right. you always say, well, I Mike. I hate bands, not fans. Yes, he is. Exactly.
1: Since you are the special guest, tell us uh, your history with Crowbar and why you picked this up.
3: Well, my my history of Crowbar goes back almost to the very beginning. And I had a... Um, You know, when I was all into Pantera and all that early 90s metal stuff, um, a buddy of mine named Chris Douglas, he had bought uh, Obedience Through Suffering and uh, played it for me. And I loved it immediately, and I've been pretty much a fan ever since. And then I finally – I got to see Crowbar when they toured with Pantera. and Far Beyond Driven had just come out, and the first – well, the second, which was just the self-titled album, had come out. And that was an amazing show. And one of the interesting things about that is Kirk is actually on, I believe, Loudwire on YouTube talking about that particular show. Because while Crowbar came out and just absolutely killed, uh, Dimebag and the guys from Pantera were having this fake snow fall on them while they're jamming just to fuck with them. And Kirk talked about that show. I was like, holy shit, I was at that show. Which was a great show because that's the first time I got to meet Kirk and Todd. And more importantly... As far as Pantera is concerned uh, what, I mean I'm right there in the pit In a small theater called the American Theater And we're right there in front And Phil throws the microphone out And he, you know, nobody in the crowd Grabbed it and he kind of rolled his eyes He does it again and me and my older brother Dave Tyler who I call Scapegoat You know him and My best friend Brian Honaker, Big B man we grabbed the mic And this is during Walk and we're literally singing the song while the band is playing, the whole
1: respect, what, what do you say, you talking to
3: me? That whole thing, man. We did that that section of the song, and then Phil grabs the mic, and after the show, Phil saw us when we were leaving the theater. He's outside signing autographs and talking to the fans, he goes, dudes from the front row! Probably one of my most metal uh, moments in my life. That was pretty fucking awesome. So, uh, and then, of course, Phil took pictures with
0: us. And stuff. Nice. Great.
3: So great! Now I've actually met Pantera. Well, I met Phil that time. I met Pantera at a, at a small club. Vulgar Display was just getting ready to come out, and my friend Holly, the the the, the um, groupie, got me backstage, and um, I got to do a black tooth grin with with Dime. I didn't even know what a black tooth grin was back then, but it was it had to have been a black tooth grin. He's like, down it, dude. So you know, I downed it and hung out with them, and they were really cool, man. And that was. Right before Vulgar Display had come out. I think we're touring for it, but the album hadn't come out yet. And I got to see some of the songs from that album played live, which was in a fucking club, it's a small club. It was amazing. It was amazing. But um, anyway, yeah. Th- so Crowbar, I've been a big fan and I love the first four albums, but this album was a bit different. Their, f- their first four albums are more brutal, I guess, or more, uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about, Ian. This one's got more. It's more melodic, but it's still heavy. And I, I don't know. I just always loved this record, man. I think the lineup was killer. I mean, you had Kurt on vocals and rhythm guitar. You had Sammy Pierre Duet from uh, Lee Guitars, which, of course, is from Acid Bath and Gold Whore. You got Todd on bass. And then you got Jimmy Bauer from I Hate God on drums. He called himself Wicked Cricket on this album, but it was him. I just I've always loved this record. It's my favorite crowbar album, and that's why I picked
1: it right on well ralph i was under the impression that you were a crowbar fan uh but i i guess you didn't know too much you just saw them live and liked it
2: i saw them live with sod it must have been either 1999 or 2000 i think it was 99 and they were amazing i thought they were great now i know crowbar has been around a few years by then because i remember mtv showed some of their videos but it was nothing really. I looked into. So then, when I saw them live, I did look into it, and I heard a couple of their records after that live show. And it didn't do much for me. And what year
3: did this album come out? 1998. 99. Originally, it was released. Oh yeah. July 7th, yeah. 1998, and then or 1998, and then re-released August 24th on 1999 by another label.
2: And then the album after that was when. Oh um, After two thousand, uh, the ne-
3: equilibrium
2: next, next year. Yeah, which yeah. was It was yeah. which yeah, is yeah. Really, so
3: that was a I, That's my least favorite crowbar album. I don't. Well, I, I saw
2: I saw this tour on this album, and I thought they were great. I just thought the album wasn't, you know. So this must have been one of the albums I heard back then, and I just it just does nothing for me, man.
1: Oh, bummer, wow. man. That's right. I kind of knew this was going to happen because Ralph hates metal.
3: <laughs> but the same, uh, but
1: the same He
3: always says the same thing about you.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, but when I say yeah, it, it's real. You know,
1: funny. <laughs> so, uh, how I came into Crowbar was, probably like most people, through Pantera, through Beavis and Butthead. And I liked what I heard, but never really checked them out. For, for whatever reason. It was just one of those bands you put on the back burner, and like, ah, I'll get around to it. And then when I moved to New Orleans, you know, I mean, they're a staple there. You see them everywhere. Uh, you know, they're they're always playing in New Orleans. And I was actually introduced to him one day while I was drinking with uh, Dave Chandler from St. Vitus. And he's like, hey, the Crowbar guys. And he introduced me to, you know, everybody who was in the band at the time. Uh, Tommy Buckley was was playing drums, Pat Bruders on bass, and uh, Matt Brunson on guitar. This was before I think "Severed the Wicked Hand" came out. Mm. I was like, "Oh, cool!" You know, met them, and they were all nice, and uh, you know. And then I went and saw them live, you know, and hung out with them. You know, I would see these guys at all the local shows, you know, and even like you know when I, you know, it's funny I ran into half the band. When I went and saw Blondie, (laughs) you know, Jimmy Bauer was there and Pat Bruders was there. And we were laughing and joking around. And, uh, man, after I saw these guys live, I was like, holy shit, why was I sleeping on this shit? Went back, got all the old shit, fell in love with it, and then I've just stayed current ever ever since, you know. And I've seen them probably four or five times in New Orleans. And every single time was amazing. Every time there was a funny story of hanging out with the band. You know, and it, we have a couple bumpers for the show. And uh, I believe they were recorded at the same show at uh, Southport Hall in New Orleans. In uh, Jefferson, Louisiana. We, I mean, it's fucking New Orleans. But anyway, uh, that's when Sammy from Goat Whore and formerly of Crowbar did the bumper for our show. And Kirk did it and everything. And... Uh, just a huge fan. And I would say this probably is my favorite. Uh, I love them all. I, I think, you know, just like with Overkill and shit like that, uh, I don't think they ever made a bad album. Just some I like better than others. I, I mean, I I'm right love there e- with e- you. E- I e- do e- like Equilibrium, equilibrium
3: but it's just my least favorite. And I don't know if you know this, but even Kirk yeah. himself has said that he wishes he could go back and redo that album, that I guess it yeah. was kind of a rush job. He didn't really have enough time to to do it the way he wanted to do it, but uh, yeah. But
1: but this one, I, I mean, a, again, the the lineup is just amazing. Uh, you know, it's the only one with with these four. Uh, you know, and I thought Sammy added a lot to the band. Finally, a Sammy who adds something to the band.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: you know, and, and he he did a, a a couple or one or two after this. Uh, yes, he But did. Jimmy
3: wasn't on those. Can I ask you guys a you question? Know, but, are uh, any of you are either of you a fan of of Sammy's band Goat Horror? Do you like that? Uh, Have you ever listened band, to it? An,
2: another another band that I thought was awesome live, but I don't think it translates well on album. That's huh. funny enough. There's a connection, huh? Huh?
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. No, I yeah.
2: Thought, uh, I, see, I, see, I saw Goat Horror live like maybe three weeks ago. But I've seen them live through the years. They're great live band. But none of their albums grab me.
3: Hmm. What about you, Ian?
1: Um, I would have to say, well, kind of. I've never seen Goat Whore live. Or did I? I don't know. I might have. I drank a lot in New Orleans. I might have <laughs> seen them once. I think I might have seen them once at One Eyed Jacks. Um, but I listened to, to one album, and, and I think it was the. Uh, the vocalist kind of took me out a little bit, but I liked it musically. Well, Sammy um, does the vocals, too. So. Oh, uh, does he? Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was a little too... Uh, for yeah, me. They're, pretty, they're
3: pretty heavy, man. I mean, they're pretty... They're not, if you're expecting, like, another crowbar, or I hate yeah. that. No, that's no, not... It's not it, it, yeah. Gold Horror is not that. Yeah, and they I, I dig them. And they're I, nothing I, like acid bath. But I do have to say, I do think they're better than... There, there are certain artists I think that are better live than on the album. Like I, I like their records, but I don't know if they've ever really captured their yeah. true sound. You, you know what I'm saying?
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I, I will say this. I, you know, I, I've hung out with Sammy at multiple shows, and he's a super nice guy, super cool. You know, the same with Todd, big sexy. Uh, oh, he's so, awesome I, too. Yeah. And, and and I talked to Todd about coming on the show. I was like, what, what would you want to talk about? And he goes. Celtic Frost. And I was like, fuck yeah. (laughs) You know? And I I don't know if I still have Todd's number. I still have Kirk's number. Uh, I don't know know if I have Todd's, but I could get a hold of him. But, uh, you know, and of course, Jimmy Bauer I've hung out with a bunch of times. Uh, But just this this lineup and and where they took it on this album, I I will agree with what you said about, uh, you know, they expanded a little bit more on this one. And I... You know, I will say that knowing Ralph's situation today and losing power, he listened to this album on his phone. And I don't know, maybe if he had headphones on or the best stereo system, he'd still feel the same. But I, I don't know. I don't know if this is one you could truly appreciate on your phone. But I could be wrong. But I absolutely love this album, love this band. Uh, you know, Ralph said he loved, uh, you know, Kirk Solom, which I think would was in my top three for...
3: Oh, I do, uh, too. See, that's why I, I, I was kind of surprised when I when I heard, you know... I was like, whoa, because that's why I picked this fan. I thought, well, yeah, you know, I figured both of you would like it, you know, so... But, hey, that's all right.
2: Yeah, it's cool, dude. Don't that worry about it. Just, cool. you're, you're just no, I'm not mad or me, anything. It's but, all but, good. But, but, Mike, you're just going to have to deal with me being like a petty little bitch. <laughs> like how... No, you like how. He no, yes, I will be. Because Ian's <laughs> a total petty little bitch on albums he don't like. So I'm going to be a petty little bitch on this yeah.
1: <laughs> You guys can't. And people love that. And, but I am glad now because this is one, when, when I saw this, What You Want, I was like, well, you know I've talked to Kirk so many times about being on this show. Maybe I should have him, you know, because I thought, oh, Mike would love that if I got Kirk on the show.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, and now I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> You know, knowing how Rath feels about it, but fuck yeah. it. let's let's get into it. Uh, Mike, you are a special guest, so take the opening track intro.
3: Um, okay, I I just wrote because I when I listened to it, I, you know, I've, I've listened to this album on and off obviously for years, but I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, listen to it a few times on my external speakers, and then the last time I put my headphones on. And it does make a difference. Headphones definitely makes a difference. Because uh, I just put very cool melodic and heavy intro. That sets the tone for the album. But to me, it really shouldn't be the first track. It should just be part of the next track. But this riff, however, does come back into the album later. You know, So it's like, okay, well maybe that's why they did it that way. I don't know. I mean, to me, the first track truly is track two. But yeah, I I dig it for what it is. But it is what it is. It's a fucking intro. It's to me, it's one of those situations like with Judas Priest, you know, like when you have, you know, um, the, uh, you know, what is it, uh, the Hellion, and it goes into yeah. uh, Electric Eye, lo- I, I, you know, it's like to me, it's it, I can't listen to one without the other. If that makes any sense, and I'm like that with a lot of songs that are like that, where I feel the intro is is, is part of the song. If that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, like I can't listen. Yeah, either. well I I was listen. Go ahead. Listen, and I feel like uh, you know it, it sets the mood for it, but you know doesn't need to be separate. Because that's the one thing. Wh- that's what know, I'm I'll, saying. Whenever there's an intro, it always gets compared to Hellion and Electric Eye. Now, where I I think that is a valid split up Hellion and Electric Eye because I think it's different enough yet fits perfect so I think that deserves it but so many times you know do you see these intros when it says like it's not that different it should just be part of the song well I feel, I feel this is one of those and I even put in my notes uh, you know yeah sets the moods great but doesn't need to be separate and then I put Ralph in the question mark because I know Ralph has a history of hating when albums start out like this with just like, you know, the guitar and like a little bit, you know, like, oh, I've, I've heard him say it a million times. So that's the first thing that popped in my head. Oh, what's Ralph going to say about this? So Ralph, what are you going to say about this?
2: <laughs> I, think, I think it's the best song on the album. <laughs> oh, wow. Because right. it's not really a song, some good guitar things, you know, a little melodic guitar work going on. And then it goes into that first song, whatever it's called. Cause uh, I don't have my lights on. Planet's Collide. Alright, Planets Collide. Planets Collide. Yeah. This is the first of one long song. Sounds like everything else on the album. It's plotting. It's boring. And all right, let me channel uh, Ian as a little girl. <clears throat> you know, this is music for virgins. This anybody that likes this uh, never gets laid. And what do you why do you think <laughs> crowbar? Why do you think Crowbar never made it out of the clubs? There's a reason. There's a reason. It never caught on. Because it sucks. It sucks. That's why everybody doesn't like Crowbar. Yay. All right,
0: yeah. All right.
2: What do you think of Planets Collider,
1: Ian? Oh, my God. This is what you call a perfect fucking song. Real metal for real men and women. Uh I, I mean to me this is this is like Motorhead but on somas. Uh and that's what I love about Crowbar They remind me a lot of Motorhead. They do have a sound. And you either get it or you don't. Uh you know, there are a lot of songs that sound the same but in the same way AC/DC does. But very much okay, if Motorhead. you like pla- Planet's fucking collide yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This like Motorhead on soma's just yeah. slowed down. I love Kirk's voice, and I mean this is like probably their most well-known song and, and classic song. And if if you don't like Planets Collide, yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't see you liking the rest of this because this is a fucking masterpiece to me. Uh, played at every fucking show, usually at the end, and the crowd goes fucking nuts. You know, Ralph would be going nuts because, yay, last song. But, you know, I'm like, no, it's fucking Planets Collide. It's a perfect fucking track. What do you think, Mike?
3: Uh, I put an absolute fucking masterpiece from beginning to end. Some of Kirk's greatest lyrical work. The whole band is just firing in all cylinders. In my opinion, this is the best lineup. Of Crowbar in a studio. Because I don't think Jimmy Bauer really played with them live a lot. Maybe here and there. But you know what I mean. Um, and uh, yeah. Just 4 minutes and 38 seconds of sludge metal perfection. As far as I'm concerned. And it, it, they even say that Plants Collide's a mandatory staple. On the Crowbar's live set list. And the album was inducted into Decibel Magazine's Hall of Fame. In June of 2017. So yeah.
1: There's that. Yes, it was. All what? right. Well, Mike, why take the next track that Ralph's going to hate and ah. suffer as one. Um, right on. Oh, where is it? Oh.
0: Where's my...
3: I fucking wrote it. Where the hell did my notes go, goddammit?
2: Well, I'll take it. While you Yeah, go <stay> ahead. <laughs> yeah, go
3: for that. Go for it. Boring. <laughs> oh damn!
1: What do you think, Ian? Paul, well, you look for his notes. Okay. Uh, I love this. This is another slab of metal moving like a slow train that's crushing everything in its path. Uh, but you know, I can see if you're not if you're not on board, you're not on board. But man, I'm on I'm on board the train that's like crushing everybody. I love this fucking track. I think it's a great follow-up. There's one thing that I will say about this album though, is I think the first half of the album has a lot of songs that sound the same. And and Ralph will probably tell you the whole album sounds the same. But I do agree that side one of this album has a lot of similar songs, where side two has a lot more either experimental or different tempo tracks that I think the placement could have been better especially if you if you're new to crowbar you know like okay you can see different sides of it, to where the the way the way the album's loaded up now if you don't like this i think by the time you get to the stuff that's different and varied you've kind of already checked out mentally because you're like okay well that didn't that didn't resonate with me so i'm i'm on shutdown mode and and you know i'm sure there's a lot of other bands that you know have, have done the same thing. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would have changed up a lot of, like, you know, what song follows what. But I absolutely love this fucking song. Did you find your notes, Mike?
3: Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> I was freaking out there for a second. I'm like, now, wait a man, I damn it. I know I smoked a little weed when I listened to this, but son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. Um, and Suffer's One, another track that absolutely kills. Again, I like a lot of Kirk's lyrical content because if you listen to a lot of Crowbar, it's always about overcoming the adversity that we all encounter during our individual lifetimes. You know, you know, overcome, you know, strength from within kind of stuff. Um, and just just one killer riff after another in this track. I I love it, man. But I, you know, you do make a, a, a you know, because one of the things I did notice about listening to this album again, I was like, huh, you know, I I. I had kind of the same thought Like I don't know Maybe they should have had The track listing different Because At the time when the album came out And even a lot of times I don't think about it Because I've been a fan of theirs Since day one But You know At the time I didn't think about it Because I'm coming off The first four Crowbar albums If you catch my drift You know where I think like you said With this mm-hmm. one The way it's layered somewhere You know Because Yeah I'm thinking Maybe they kind of Lopsided the album If that makes any sense So I know what you're saying Yeah Anyway, that's that's my,
1: my take on track three. All right. Ralph, why don't you take Thousand Year Eternal War? Why,
2: why, why don't I take Black Sabbath Volume 4? Let's talk about that instead.
3: I, well, I you know
0: I love
2: that <laughs> album, Ralph. I can
3: talk about Sabbath
2: all night. All right. Fuck this crowbar shit. So, wheel <laughs> the, wheels of confusion. That song rules. Dude, that
3: song does rule. Yeah. Um, amazing a album. great straight that
2: hey, opening what, time Yeah, that, uh-huh, You know what yeah. why, don't, why don't both of you Continue to talk about Crowbar When you throw it to me I'll talk about a song off Volume 4 <laughs> What a unique Unique uh, Thing that would be Right Mike? You
3: know what You know you guys should have me on For a Black Sabbath review my all time
2: favorite no, 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 band
0: uh,
3: I'm
2: just saying I'm, I'm gonna do volume 4 On this episode While you
1: guys talk no. about it. No, No 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 Fuck that shit We'll talk about Crowbar and you bring up the corresponding track on high f- infidelity. <laughs> <laughs> right. I like that
2: one more too. So yeah. Okay. I'm
1: fine with that. Oh, that's funny. Uh, Mike, what do you think of uh, uh, thousand year eternal a war? thousand
3: year eternal war? Just another incredible opening riff. Um, I love Kirk's vocals effect on this track. Um, just another um, sludgerific track as far as I'm concerned. I know it's going to sound like I'm kind of repeating myself, but I dig it. What do you think, Ian?
1: Uh, well, I'm pretty much there with you. I put Justice as Crushing as the last song, but you either get it or you don't. And I, I seriously, I am going to side with Ralph on this, because if you don't like, you've got a lot of songs here in a row that are very similar. I happen to think they're very good. But I get it. I, I I don't begrudge Ralph at all on this one because if you don't like it, you don't like it, and uh, I I think this one is, is great. Uh, if I had to pick one though, this might be my least favorite. But my, I I love spoiler alert. I love every song on this album. But right. this could be my my least favorite. But. Not necessarily because I don't like it, but because of the placement. Again, you got a lot of stuff that's similar. I, I think they uh, you know, I'm gonna repeat myself just like Crowbar repeats themselves Um it, it's it's very much a uh you, you know I like to split shit up, you know, and, and I think it keeps it interesting for the listener. So but I no, I absolutely love this track. What do you think? Who, you, no, you, are, you, are, yeah, you, already, said, you already, already said. Ralph already told us what he thought. Okay, Ralph, what's track five on High Infidelity? Track five. Wait, hold on. I think it's the hit. Um, <laughs>
2: heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from another. You've been messing around. What's the other the Damn song. Take it on the run, baby. Made it fly. No, take it on the run, baby. That's a good tune. Right, so on high go. infidelity. That's. That's one of the songs I like off that album. It's actually a hit. But, yeah, no, that was man. a huge hit. I remember when yeah. that song came out, man. Yeah, man, it was really big. But you know, what's even better than that and Crowbar is how Volume Four ends with "Under the Sun." What oh. a crushing song that well, is! Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, it's Black Sabbath, dude. Fuck yeah! But, but Mike, what do you think of this song I detest so much from Crowbar?
3: Um, track 5 uh, to carry the load Carry, the... yeah. Right, uh, another winner I especially love the riff that kicks in after the last chorus at a minute 28 a riff that would do the riff god Tony Iommi proud so I don't know it might be blasphemous to you Ralph but I think Kirk comes up with amazing riffs I always have I love his riffs
1: so
0: what
3: do
1: you think right Ian uh, I love this I love this fucking track uh Man, I just I love that that fucking chorus, you know. Don't kill it before it grows. Uh, yes, his his rips are amazing, and like listening to this, I mean, you can really see how much he adds to Down, and you can see what was missing when he was gone. And I love what Bobby did on the last uh, EP; I thought it was really good. But you know, even though a lot of the songwriting in Down is Pepper and Phil, you see. I don't know, to me, Kirk holds it all, like Kirk's the glue, you know, Mm -hmm. he's like the Malcolm Young of that band you know, Yeah. and I I think what he's doing in the background, I mean it's just he the riffs that keep coming up from him are just amazing and to me this is another fucking example I absolutely love it and then I'll take the next one uh, December Spawn a great fucking dirge I love the vocals on this one. And this is where it starts to change up a little bit, you know, and you start to, you know, like, oh God, you know, this one should have been after Plants Collide or something, you know, mix them up a little bit more. But December Spawn is really good. And it, it, it's so funny how his vocals, I mean, he can go from being as gruff as fucking Lemmy to, you know, the parts where he really sings, he really does have a good voice. It's just normally you hear that, you know But when right. he wants to He can really fucking sing uh, You know And you hear amazing examples of that On his solo album uh, But a lot on this album too I mean And this is the first of uh, I would say Three or four more tracks On this album Where Like Just his regular singing voice Really shines through I, I love "The And Spawn What do you think, Ralph? Oh um, This song is terrible It just plods along
2: <laughs> and when you talk and you say, oh, this music's so heavy, it crushes everything in his path. I'm sorry. Everything in his path just has to power walk a little bit. Not even power walk. Just walk a little fast. Because this shit is so slow, it's not going to crush anybody. Everybody will get right out of its way before it gets there to crush them. But but the fucking drumming on Supernova by Bill Ward. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? That's godly.
3: I agree. Yeah. I agree, 100%. Bill Ward rules. Yes, Volume Four, Black Sabbath. I'm right there with you. All
1: right. What do you think of December Spawn, Mike? Um,
3: I really like the whole, like the intro with the bass. I think Todd's doing some really cool stuff with the bass. And honestly, I think it's just a great uh, track to to get baked to. Um, and I also like how the bass line gets heavier and then the guitars gets heavier as it goes on. And again, man, and it's not just this song. I mean, I, you can pick any crow. I just think Kirk writes fucking incredible riffs, man. Um, I always have. So, yeah, I, my, I pretty much echo everything you're saying
1: uh, said about the song. Again. All right, well, why don't you take the next track? It's all in the gravity. It's
3: all in the gravity. I fucking love this track. Uh, that opening riff just smacks you right in your fucking ear hole. I love how you hear one, two, three, you know, right before the uh, Kirk starts to sing. I really love the cool trippy riff that comes in after the second verse. And I also love the fade, out, fade out and then fade back in when you hear Bauer drumming and stuff. And he's like, it's just fucking a killer fucking track. He, and Bauer's just killing it on drums. I love it. What do you, what do you guys think?
1: Ralph, so, what do you think? Of It's All in the Gravity.
2: It's All in the Gravity. This song takes me back. (laughs) Way back to when I was a little kid. Not knowing what pussy was like. Being a virgin. (laughs) (laughs) Playing the game of Operation with my retarded neighbor.
3: (laughs) I remember that game.
2: Yeah, Operation, man. That was a
3: great game, man.
2: Yeah, it was. And it was just an innocent time where, you know, I I didn't know what pussy felt like. And that's what I feel about this song
1: Yeah Yeah (laughs) All right. well I love this one And uh dare I say Upbeat for uh, Crowbar I don't know It's got a swing to it man and I dig it Um and that's Definitely be what uh you know Bowers bringing to this one And again this is one Switch up the set list a little bit you know Or the, the placement on the album Uh because we're really starting to get into the second half here where you hear a lot more different shit. Uh, I love this one. I think it's an absolute classic. I'll take the next one, though. Wow. Okay, here's where I'm really like, whoo. Behind the Black Horizon. Uh, this one is probably tied with my favorite. Uh, heavy and a little experimental at the same time, and I think so far on the album... There could be a challenge, but so far, I think this is the best vocals yet from Kirk. Uh, I I really like this one. It shows another side to him that you didn't hear on the first four albums. Huge fan of this song. Unfortunately, never never seen him play this live, but it's always one like, oh, man, play this. And I'm kicking myself in the ass because out of all the times I saw him, uh, they were doing the 20th anniversary of this. Not too far from my house, and I can't remember if like I was just totally broke that fucking week, or if it was on a school night and I couldn't take the fucking day off. But they played this album in its entirety. Oh fuck! Besi- besides the uh, and with Todd, Todd was with them at this time. Uh, they played them all except the title track. The title track was played on a tape. Um, uh, but uh, man, I would I would have loved to hear this one, man, because I've never seen him pull this one out. But absolutely love this one. What do you think, Mike?
3: I, I bro, I got to pretty much echo what you're saying. Um, I just think it's a really cool, trippy track. Still heavy, but it's slower. But it's it's just different. Almost, I don't want to use the word psychedelic, but kind of. And Kirk's vocals, I think, are great on this one. Uh, it's just one killer riff after another. Um also lyrically a song About um in my opinion Doubting your faith whether it's In you know Yourself or whatever Higher power you may believe in And it's just um You know yeah I just really Like it and I love the riff like that goes Out at the at, at the two Minutes and three seconds mark I I again I, I Know I'm repeating myself but I I Dig it Well all right uh, uh, I, now I what, not, what? song off yeah. Volume Four are we going to talk about, Ralph?
2: Well, before that, I will talk about this song. This song, it offends me. I I find it racist. Uh, <laughs> what's that beyond the black horizon? What What are you trying to say? You know what I mean? What What's so bad about the black horizon? What What do you have to look beyond that? You know I don't I don't I don't like that. I don't like that attitude. I don't like these guys. Where
3: are these guys from Boston? Boston. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't believe so. I believe they're a Nola band, but wow! Yeah. Uh, all I know is "Snowblind."
2: Now "Snowblind," all volume four. You know that line where he says, "My eyes are blind, but I can see." Oh my God, it gives me chills. That's that's real music for men. Thank
1: you. I, I, I would agree with that.
2: Yeah. What's I, the next? What's the next song?
1: Um, the next song is "New New Man Born."
2: Oh yeah, New Year, Band Born, terrible. But that acoustic piece, <laughs> Laguna Sunrise on Volume Four, fucking masterpiece. That's what I think. What do you think of this song, Ian?
1: Fuck yeah, more cowbell. Another yes. favorite of mine. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, again, god damn it, this this was sorely needed on side one because uh, what it would have been a great like you know put this between. Thousand years and to carry the load and I think you know would have broken up great, but I love it just where it is uh you know, you know or how it is it, it's fucking amazing. It's a great song. What do you think Mike?
3: Oh Man new band man born killer just killer opening riff. I love the cowbell
1: Jimmy is adding
3: to it I wish more bands would start doing cowbell again because I think it rules Uh and I think lyrically it's about being in a toxic relationship And you, and as you come out of that toxic relationship you're a new man born You know, um, I think this track, like this album, is amazing You can feel the anger and fire in this track, especially in Kirk's voice And I gotta wonder if, if Kirk either dated my ex, who I affectionately call the thing that should not be Or maybe Ralph's ex, the Guns N' Roses girl <laughs> so I don't know, man. Because if you if well, you listen to the lyrics, if you just what he's saying here, you know, like it, it's very, yeah. I burn up for this hell well, on earth, and saw it coming for a long time, and been crushed, been fucked, been used. New man born from all of this. Saw it coming for a long time. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think there's a bit of anger in this. What do you say?
1: Well, man? I gotta say, even though, even though, well, I've already said how much I love this, but. I just got to add to it. Uh, I can speak from experience from hanging out with Kurt. <laughs> when I first met him, he was with the wrong girl. Oh, my God. Um, and, and the rest of the band, I know, hated her. And, you know, now he's been with his wife, Robin, forever. Who is an absolute sweetheart. Of the lady. Oh, she, oh, she is so awesome and so nice. And i tell you what, just seeing the change in Kurt from, like, hanging out with him, you know, and, like, even, like, you know, social media and stuff, his whole attitude has changed. He's with somebody now that's really good for him. But yeah, when I first met him, uh, it wasn't with this chick, but it was with another chick who was probably just as bad. And in fact, you know, I knew people who actually knew her and, and couldn't stand her. And like I said, I know the band wasn't a fan either. But uh, yeah, it gives me more appreciation for the song. I love it. I'll, I'll take the next one. Uh, Scattered Pieces Lay. Holy shit, was this one made for the pit.
2: Mm -hmm. Fast-paced. Wait, wait, wait. You don't want to hear what I have to say about New Man Born? Jesus, dude. Oh, I I
1: thought you were... You You do not... You like Snowman.
2: No, No, I didn't talk about that song. That was that Black Racist (laughs) Horizon song I was
1: talking about. Oh. Okay, what do you think of New Man Born? New Man
2: Born is a song about raising a kid to be a racist and not like black people. (laughs) So, obviously, <laughs> I do not like this song. All right, now you can go into your next one.
0: Oh, shit.
1: All right, Scattered Pieces Lay. Again, made for the pit, fast-paced, filled with fucking hooks. I love it. This shit is heavier than our original co host fucking head. I mean, nah, it I is. Come. come on, nothing's exactly. <laughs> that yeah, it, <it's>, <laughs> heavy. It's <laughs> heavy. I love this one, and I love the guitars on this one. Uh, I I love the interplay between him and Sammy on this. And he is such a huge... Kirk is such a huge uh, Thin Lizzy fan. And you can hear it in a lot of this stuff. Not that it sounds anything like Thin Lizzy, but the way the guitars harmonize with each other. You totally get out of the Thin Lizzy sound. And uh, yeah, this is a killer fucking track. What do you think, Mike? I got to
3: pretty much echo what you're saying, Wadzilla. I just think... um, yeah, it's it's the way it's layered and, and just very aggressive, like you said. The pit would just go nuts, and it it just kind of continues the anger and the hate where he left off with New Man Born, and uh, but with this he's more or less talking about just fucking fucking. I give up and dying, or at the very least the death of the toxic relationship. No, another blistering track that I love how it goes into this me- amazing like melancholy, melancholic passage. Where him and and Sammy are seen and um, I just love how they do the haunting "Love All Gone Away" vocals. You know the, you know how they do it. The love all gone away. It's just fucking cool. Yeah. Very melodic and moody, but really fucking heavy at the same time.
1: Hell yeah, Ralph. Oh, <laughs>
2: hmm. uh, you don't want to know what I think about this. Just go to the next song.
1: <laughs> all right, I'll take it. The title track, Odd Fellows' Rest. Uh, Which is probably named after the cemetery in New Orleans. It is. Uh, Gorgeous. Gorgeous fucking haunting. Beautiful track. I love the vocals on this. And the fucking... uh, The guitars on it are amazing. And, you know, I'm kind of... Sometimes setlist... You know, because I I looked up on uh, you know that setlist FQ or whatever site it is for when they did the 20th anniversary for this and it showed that they just played a tape of this. I don't know why, because I would have loved to hear this. And I don't think it, like, couldn't be pulled off live. But this, you want to talk about headphones. This is like their yes. fucking, uh, you know, their Planet Caravan. This is the yeah. most, like, Sabbath-sounding thing on here. But it is just fucking, per- I mean, the vocals and everything. My only gripe with this is this should have ended the fucking album. Uh, not that I don't like the next song. Spoiler alert. But I, I, what this would have been in my opinion a perfect way to fucking end it because this is just an incredible track another one i've never seen them do live maybe they they won't do it live i don't i don't see like i mean there's definitely some headphone shit in here but i don't see it like is impossible to do but man the guitar work on this maybe vocally it would be very challenging for him to do live but uh oh man definitely stand out fucking track and it's almost like a third-way tie for, you know, favorite track between Planets Collide, Behind the Black Horizon, and, and this one. Uh, perfect fucking track. What do you think, Mike? Um,
3: Yeah, uh, the title track I put, this is the most mellow track on the album. I said it's a beautiful, haunting, melancholic, melancholic masterpiece. This is the track where you pack a bowl and you, te- you toke the fuck up and just fucking sit back and just you know, have an eargasm. I mean, Kirk's vocals, I think, are amazing. And, you know, honestly, I don't think he does get enough credit for being as, um, he's a lot more of a versatile vocalist than people think he is, like you said earlier, uh, Ian. And I think this could have easily been like a Down song, because, you know, Dawn, Down will have some real mellow, trippy songs in, in their catalog, and some oh, of yeah. this stuff reminds me of that, you know. But I I love it. I love it
2: uh well right. well ian's saying this song should have ended the album i think the song that should have ended this album was was intro <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. it should have started and ended this album <laughs> that's what i think go to the next one
1: all right all right mike why don't you take well the last official track on uh, frozen ground.
3: yeah on frozen ground uh Just a killer closing track that harkens back to their earlier sound on the first four albums, I think. Um, I also love the closing riff and how it's the same exact riff as the intro of the album. So, and that's what it's always made me wonder if this album, if it didn't, I'm not saying it's a concept album. Even though I've often wondered if it is, because if you read the lyrics, sometimes it makes me think maybe it was. But... It's definitely a thematic one, if not a concept album. It's definitely a thematic album, and unquestionably, it's one of their masterpieces, man. I love it. I,
2: I, I, and thought, I, I, I thought it was a concept album. I thought it was a concept of, hey, go to sleep.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, man, if you were to do a video review of this, would it show you falling asleep like you did with the Peter Chris, uh, one of Peter sleep. Chris's solo albums? That was so yeah. funny. I slept. I slept. I, I saw that. I was like, "Oh, that's fucking great." I sleep the whole way through it. And see, when I bought this album, I had the original version, so for the longest time, I didn't know about the bonus track until years later. But there is a bonus track.
1: Yes. Like yeah. yeah. Uh, well, as far as uh, on frozen ground, yeah, I love this one. Uh, definitely, you know, a powerhouse way to end it. And I think it does harken back to the early Crowbar, and even if you want to go back farther, uh, to when he was in uh, Shell Shock, and Aftershock, uh, which were bands I had no idea about till I moved to New Orleans, and a buddy gave me uh, a copy of this. You know, it was a hardcore band that Kirk joined. Because originally he was in a band called Victorian Blitz, that was like a cover band, do a lot of like Judas Priest shit and everything, and then he joined this band called Shell Shock. Which was a local hardcore band. And uh, shortly after that, the uh, lead singer died and uh, well, killed himself. And then he started a band called Aftershock, and it started going to more like a, a thrash direction. And then they became the Slugs. Right. And. And then I think there was another band called The Slugs and that's when they changed it to Crowbar and everything.
3: Right, well he said uh, that the musical direction with Crowbar was kind of his reaction to because at the time everybody was doing Thrash and he was just like man, I'm going to go in this direction mainly because like, and he loves Thrash. He's a big fan of it. Right. But he was just like I guess he kind of felt like he wasn't really bringing anything new to that particular subgenre or style of metal. So, you know
1: and, and when helping. you get When Go you ahead. get into like The Sludge and Doom You know And stuff like that You know Of course You know Influenced by bands Like St. Vitus And uh And Candlemass And everything But you know I'll definitely Take Crowbar Over fucking Candlemass. And uh You know As much as I love St. Vitus You know That's a band That suffered From a lot of Lineup changes Not that Crowbar mm-hmm. Didn't But you always Had Kirk there you know, you always had the same vocalist and you always had the same guy leading that direction, whereas St. Vitus, you know, a lot of, depending on who's singing, you know, you get a different St. Vitus. Right. Well, I mean, uh,
3: you know, one of the, you, you earlier compared him to Motorhead and one of the other values, because to me, and don't get me wrong, I love the original Motorhead lineup, okay? To me, that was the best, but Lemmy could still be Motorhead without Filthy Phil and, 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 um, Fast uh, Eddie Clark. And it's the same with Crowbar. You know, I mean, Kirk can still be Crowbar no matter who's in the band, really. You, you know what I mean? And I think there's a parallel there, definitely.
2: Well, all I can yeah. say is that Ian will take Crowbar over Candlemas So, right yes. there, right there, listeners, you know who hates <laughs> metal. You definitely know who hates metal there. <laughs>
0: Well, Candlemass. I, 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 you know.
3: I I like Candlemass. I mean,
2: I I love Candlemass. Yeah, That's I, I
1: some music for men right there. <laughs> who, who do you like who do you like better, Metal Mike? Crowbar or Candlemass?
3: Crowbar, but I like Candlemass. Yeah,
1: mass. there you go. I mean, I have oh, nothing against and, them. And, and I think they're cool. And, you know. and, and, Mike Mike owns that metal station, so I think he knows oh, yeah. more than <laughs> <laughs> well. you. Hey, 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 oh.
2: Don't <laughs> even go there. Oh, with come that metal on, station. man. You look look who he has in his <laughs> roster, okay? Hey, I got some good
3: DJs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Allen. What, what about Sam? He's good. Hey man, um, let me let me, OCC, let me let me Brian Davis. Look, look, uh, if, Jai uh, the Aussie Milo guy, myself. I was, I'd like to was, think I've hey, show. Hey,
2: Mike, Mike. If I was to give you a glass of uh, Coca-Cola, right? <laughs> I'll give you a pure. <laughs> I give you a pure glass of Coca-Cola, and I say, Mike, before you drink out of that glass, may I see that glass? And then you hand me the glass, and I spit in it, and then I give you back that glass of Coca-Cola. That spit is Mark
1: Alden Taylor. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Poor, poor Mark. That's a terrible thing to say about spit, Ralph. <laughs> 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 the Reflex.
0: Oh, hey, hey, uh, hey, hey. Hey, I hey, hate that hey,
1: shit. Hey, you
2: excuse me, everybody. Ex- excuse me, everybody. I'm going to put on that metal station. He puts it on and hears the Reflex from Duran Duran.
1: Oh, I
3: know. Yeah. I know. It's what,
1: what's going on? I <laughs> <said it's laughs> and, and, and by... By spitting your glass he meant that horrible kiss song off of revenge.
2: <laughs> ah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that song sucks. Oh
1: yeah, god. All right. Well we might we might as well go into the the bonus track, which I, I, I'm curious if Ralph even listened to this. No, fuck. Because no. I don't see how I don't see no. how he could have hated this because in my opinion it's the greatest fucking maiden cover ever recorded. Oh, I did hear this.
2: That uh remember tomorrow. That was terrible. Yes. It was fucking horrible. Oh. It was it oh. was it was as bad as Metallica's version
1: of that song. It was as bad. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, I I do not I do not concur with you, sir. Uh I think it's <laughs> the finest. Now granted, I will say this. Uh I don't think I've heard very many good Iron Maiden covers. But I think this one they fucking nail it. And I love all the covers they did uh What do you Dream think of Weaver, Uncle Acid? No Quarter, in the or...
3: Deadbeats version of this song and you're a big fan of them. Did you like it? I,
1: I got to tell you. I am a huge Uncle Acid fan. I know. I like them too. I was not a, I was not a fan of that cover. Huh, okay. I was not was not a fan. But I absolutely love this one. Uh I think it's great. Uh I know how much especially the diano era means to uh, Kirk and uh, to me I can feel it when I hear this song I love what they did with this obviously Ralph didn't like it what do you think Mike well um,
3: my biggest thing with anybody doing a cover is just it's like anybody in Hollywood that does a remake I don't want to with like like with a film I don't want to see what I've seen before but with different actors and more modern special effects I would rather I like it when somebody takes their they put their spin on it. Like, you know, you have the original Fly, the 1950s movie. But then you got David Cronenberg, who did something totally different with it. But they're both really cool movies. Or like The Thane from Another World and John Carpenter's The Thane. Both classic movies. But yeah. Carpenter did it his way. And I feel that way about covers. And I think Kurt, yeah, he did he did it differently from the original. Do I like it better in the original? Fuck no. That's probably my favorite all-time Iron Maiden song. I love Remember Tomorrow. But um, yeah, I dig it. I like it. I think it's cool because they 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 put their spin on it. So there you go. Yeah,
2: they, they, they made it they made it, it sounds like a band that hates metal
1: doing Remember Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well that was mine and Mike's review of Crowbar's <laughs> Odd Fellows Rest and, and uh, my and my review of <laughs> yeah and high fidelity yeah high fidelity. uh this was released july 7th 1998 produced by keith falgett and crowbar um i absolutely love this one and i'm so glad you picked it mike
0: i, um, I gotta admit i'm
1: i'm very taken back uh that ralph didn't like this i really thought he was gonna be like oh fuck yeah but, uh, yeah, hey. I mean, well, hey, and, and
3: look, every everybody's different, and everybody's got their thing. And the thing about me and Ralph, and just like you and me, and as I think we agree more. I know you guys. It, it's kind of funny because everybody's like, oh, you know, Ralph and Ian disagree all the time. I don't really think you guys do. I mean, sometimes you do, obviously, but not on everything. I mean, you know, and I, 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 I was surprised, I, you know, especially when I heard Kurt uh, Ralph saying he liked Kirk's solo album. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I'll pick something that I think both guys would like. Obviously, I was wrong. Okay, I'll admit that. But, but you know, I mean, I think my batting average on the albums I've picked for us to do have been pretty good. I mean, you both enjoyed uh, um, "Ultra Violence," you know. So
2: no, and, and also uh, I really did. I really did enjoy being a little bitch on this episode, complaining about <laughs> an owl. <laughs> give, give Ian a break.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair though, some not. Everything, you know, the fan-picked episodes have been where... I mean, even I've been like, oh, wow. Like, because, I mean, there's been albums that they, these guys have picked that neither of you like, which was fucking entertaining. I still laughed my ass off. But I'm just like, oh, God, I wouldn't have wanted yeah, to do yeah, that. Well, you know? so yeah, I, I,
2: will, I will say Crowbar is better than Galactic Cowboys. That's for damn sure.
3: Well, I appreciate that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was a horror film. Yeah, yeah.
3: I felt sorry right. for both of you on that one. I felt Ugh.
2: like you kinda got violated. <laughs>
3: yeah, I can't wait till we're
2: done with these fucking episodes.
3: How how many more do you have to do? I don't know. I think like Don't ask I don't know.
2: I think it's like maybe six or seven. Not that no, many. No, it's more than that. No, I know it's well, more, but I'm saying the ones that we have that people yeah, ask Yeah. Me. That we have, we have lined about, up. Yeah, we have about mm, seven yeah. left. After that, that, fuck it. Let them get in contact with us and let's go back to doing our show.
1: Yeah. so cool. let, let that be noticed to you. If if you if you're listening to this, if you're you, you tuned in because you're like, yeah, man's record, and you know you donated and you haven't gotten contact with me, you better do it. That's all I'm gonna say.
2: Right. But well, now, virgins listen to us. on man's record.
1: <laughs> uh, now it's time, uh, Mike. You are our special guest. Do you have a pick of the week?
3: Actually I do I just recently interviewed this band They're from Lawrence, Kansas They're a newer band Um, They're called They Watch Us From The Moon And the only way I can describe them they got two female vocalists But it's almost like Black Sabbath meeting Pink Floyd Uh, Total concept album The first album that's coming out May 12th They've got an EP called Moon Doom And then this new album That's coming out on May 12th Is uh Called Act One: The Ascension. Um, yeah, Cosmic Chronicles Act One: The Ascension. And I, I really dig them because they don't really sound like anybody else, and nobody else sounds like them. Um, some of the, there is, I mean, there, I shouldn't say that. Obviously, I just said they, they kind of sound like a mixture of Pink Floyd and Black Sabbath. Also, maybe some Ruby the Hatchet vocally, you know. But they're just really cool, man. They're kind of a trippy band. I dig them because they're got that really heavy, you know, thick sabbath stuff, but it's like Dave Gilmore meets Tony Iommi, man, and I, I really like them a lot. I just did an interview with him that I'm going to premiere next Friday on the Metal Mike Show, and then I'm going to put it on the Plug Podcast, you know? And uh, I definitely think you, I, I I, think you'd dig him, Ian. I don't know if you would, Ralph. You might. I don't know. The girls, the, 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 there's two vocals. They got beautiful voices, and they harmonize really cool together, and yeah, they're just... Really cool band I dig them So check them out man They watch us from the moon It even says uh, Right here Chronicles Chronicles Act 1 The Ascension is Space opera For heavy psych Doomers and Shoegazers alike Something new Within heavy psychedelics (laughs) In fact It's something new Anywhere It is new They're different man They're definitely different And what one of the reasons Why I dig them I even pre-ordered Their album I'm getting the Blue purple Cosmic swirl Vinyl Right right on. on Right well, on. send uh,
1: me a link to that, Mike, I, I sure want to will. Check that out. All right. All right. Now it's,
2: it's time now to, that it's the only cool time to say, Ian, and,
1: uh, before Ralph, pick <laughs> it <laughs> I love that. All right. And I'm, uh, I'm keeping it, you know, themed with this episode, and Ralph might not hate this pick. Yeah. Uh, I believe he said he liked this album. And I, I might have even done this as a pick of the week before. But obviously, you didn't listen to me because it hasn't gone, you know, platinum, triple platinum. Uh, that is the 2020 solo release from Kirk Weinstein. Yeah. Uh, Weinstein. Uh, Dreams in Motion. Uh, love it. Really, really love this one, man. And a lot of different shit. And, you know, if you know Crowbar, you don't know Crowbar. And, you know, when Ralph's putting the songs behind it. If you hear some of the different stuff in this, and you're like, "Well, I like this, but I don't like that," check this one out because uh, I really like that it's all over. It's to me, it's a true solo album. It's not him just putting out something that sounds exactly like a Crowbar record. It sounds like him branching out and doing different stuff that he doesn't do under the Crowbar banner or, or with uh, Kingdom of Sorrow that he does with Jamie Josta, uh, you know, or with Down. I think it's a really incredible one. And it caught me off guard. I didn't know what to expect. I really, honestly, I thought it was just going to sound like another crowbar record, which I wasn't adverse to. But I was really blown away with what he did. And uh, I thought it showed a lot of maturity and growth. And, you know, you can hear sounds of, you know, where he came from, but also you can hear different influences. And I just think it's an incredible, incredible album. Kirk Weinstein, Dream in Motion. Check it out. That is my pick of the week.
2: All right. Well, my pick of the week is a brand new album that just came out from Night Demon called. Oh, I Outs- like them. Oh, yeah, yeah. yes. Their new album, Outsider, is badass, and I am proud to announce that. Not a lot of people know this, but I'm going to announce it here on the on on Pod Fluid. It's an exclusive. My my drummer. Brutal Brian, who's played with Angbe Malmsteen and, and Forster, is now playing for Night Demon. Thank you very much. What? Yeah. Brutal Brian is now a Night Demon's drummer. Yeah, bitch.
3: That's awesome. Is I, is he
2: on the new I, album, or just I, he joined them afterwards? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I know he's out on tour with them, and they're touring with Satan, another killer band.
3: Satan. Nice.
2: You know the nice. new, the new wave of British heavy metal band. I like Satan. Yeah.
1: Satan is awesome. Yeah,
2: they're out on the I love
1: Satan, Satan rules. Fuck Jesus. Jesus <laughs> yes. sucks. Satan is where it's at, kids. Oh, come on. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus died for you. Oh. Uh, ah. Yeah. Fuck Jesus. He no, left Satan between Van Halen, so fuck him. Fair I way. like Satan. Satan uh, never would out. let that shit happen. Not on his way watch. Out whatever. Jesus died
2: for me, so he's my <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Ah! Uh, anyway, I haven't heard that. I've got the new Night Demon, but I haven't heard it yet. Uh Very excited. You dig it, though, huh? Yeah, it's awesome.
2: Kick that Not sure if Brutal, Brutal Brian's on it. I, he, he should be. You know, I saw Brutal Brian, like, a couple months ago at Hellwitch gig, and he told me. He said, dude, I joined the band, but I can't tell you who they are, because it'll jinx it. But I joined a band that you know and love. I was like, oh, damn.
1: All right, you don't have to tell me. And, I, and bam, I found out. Night Demon.
0: Awesome.
1: Well, man, I got to tell you, any of our listeners that are sleeping on Night Demon, wake the fuck up, because that is just like really good traditional fucking metal. Oh, yeah. I love, I love, I love I'm so glad that's that's a band you turned me on to, Ralph, and I'm very thankful, man, because I've loved everything else that I've heard from them, and it's like a breath of fresh air, you know, with a lot of the new bullshit you hear. It's good just to hear like some kids that grew up on some good fucking metal. I dig it.
3: I like them too, man. I think they're really fucking cool.
1: Yeah, that's my pick of the week. Right on. Well, now we got to go to fan of the week, the man of the hour, and that is Metal Mike Tyler. And, uh, you know, again, we mentioned it earlier in the episode, but uh, I don't think enough people are taking this shit seriously. Uh, Metal Mike survived Kielfest
0: oh, and, and
1: needs Fine. your help. And, and I got there, there was one point, it, it, it was one of my favorite moments of the night where, you know, Mike was trying to keep a, a positive attitude. <laughs> and it, it wasn't easy at Kiel Fest, you know? And he's trying to, okay, okay, next song will be better. Next song will be better. And uh, and then there's a part where they went into a ballad, and, and Mike got so fucking pissed off and just stood up and started walking. Fuck
0: this shit, guys! <laughs> and I was like, oh,
1: yes, yes, he feels the same as the rest of us, you know? And, and it reminded there was a funny part earlier in the night, there was an opening band called The Fifth fucking terrible good singer horrible stage presence uh he he made fucking paul stanley sound like fucking uh david lee roth on his stage raps but there's a part where he's like hey we got one more song for you and the place was all quiet i'm like oh come on <laughs> <You know? laughs> hilarious. Like, everybody heard it you know but then but mike did the equivalent with the look on his face and the disgust when he walked out during another fucking ron keel ballad Oh, I, and, couldn't, uh, I
3: couldn't handle it anymore, dude. And I remember I turned around, all you guys are, like, cracking up, man. I'm like, oh, fuck this. Uh, it's like, you uh, know, I was like, we all, oh, we all give Mark oh, Alt Taylor a hard time, but that dude showed more brains than any of us. He was like, deuces, I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. Him and Jerry split,
1: man. Yeah.
3: So, you know, I'm like.
1: Yeah. Even he was like, oh, this yeah, sucks. Yeah. After four songs, Mark was like, "I'm gonna take these dicks out of my ear and put them in my mouth. I'm out of here." You don't think that uh, you
2: know? Mike you don't think Mark left Keelfest because killfest was so bad it inspired him to run back to the to where he was staying and write down the next uh, list of songs he's gonna play on his
1: show? <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe. He's I don't like, know. Uh, he's like, yeah. People think I'm a horrible DJ. Listen to this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I think there's only two people who like Keel, man. Keel's mom and Baco. That's the only yeah. two people who like that shit.
3: You know, I've never been huge on the guy. I didn't hate him or anything, and I still don't. But, I mean, I i, I like I, remember I, it I was like a kid, the... my brother and I had the, the Steeler album, and I think we had like the first couple of Keel records, and that's why I, I was kind of like, man, I kind of remember Kegel being better than this. Like, but they're not in my top. Fuck, they're not even in my top fifty. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, I I
2: don't
0: know. I like
3: I, I like I like early
2: Keel, but yeah, I wouldn't even put them in my top fifty either. And even but when like, they did I play like, an
3: old song, it was like wasn't it wasn't. I don't know, there was something going on with the sound, man. It sounded I like I liked Lay
2: Down, Lay Down The Law, Final Frontier, good albums, Right For Rock it was kind of shitty. Only I had one good song, Right To Rock, the rest was crap. I mean, it, they did Speed Demon on, and Tonight Your Mind on the previous album, so the versions on Right To Rock are kind of lame. Gene Simmons like neutered them. So I, I think the first album, yeah. Lay Down The Law, and uh, Final Frontier, I thought was a damn fine album, but in my top 50, no but I like I like those albums and when I saw them play those songs at Keel Fest they played them very I mean they played them fine
1: but the vocals were so bad
2: it just ruined it yeah.
1: well yeah uh, put it in perspective uh th- that concert uh Kiel made tough sound like Led Zeppelin you know it, <laughs> yeah. it, it, was, it was it was but you know like you know picking on Keel's like picking on a retarded kid but we saw like five different Kiel bands so it's like Five retarded kids equals a gang. I don't feel bad picking on a gang. You
0: know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it was fucking horrible. I you.
3: Yeah, I don't know. It, I mean, I'm not. I'm not sorry. I went because you guys were there. If I'd been there by myself, I would have. Well, I would have left much sooner than I did, quite frankly. But, but, uh, you know. And then Bushy kept going. Man, I was ready to leave. I'm like, well, I wish you'd have fucking said something motherfucker. You know. Yeah. But yeah, but,
0: yeah.
1: But, I, mean, I, 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 gotta I gotta tell
3: you. Tons of laughter from it. So, and,
1: and, and this this is a little bit, you know, talking out of school. I probably should do this, but there's probably, you know, Ron Keel's never going to hear this. But I was a little disappointed that <laughs> Eric Camaro didn't give his uh, how he felt about that concert when they did their wrap up. <laughs> you know, he was much nicer. But I get it, man. They got to deal with Keel,
3: so I, I, right.
1: I a little bit of credit. But Everybody there was miserable except for Baco. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. And and Baco and Bill Elam, I think actually enjoyed it. But that was it.
3: Yeah, I, I, I it's, it was fucking awful.
1: Like it was. But horrible. Mike, you, are, you are a lifer to this show. Uh, sure. You know, a and very important part of the show. And and again, you know, Thank everybody you. thinks about the big breakup between me and Ralph, you know, where we, you know, we were apart for a year, but there was another time we were at a crossroads and yep. you came on and we did what the black album. Yes, sir. And I, I think, I, I think that was a bridge that, you know, that, uh, you know, me and Ralph kind of got past right there, you know, now was another, Ralph's probably wanting to quit the show again. after.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'm that. sorry, Ralph. But, you know, the one thing I wanted to say real quick, though, about that is when you guys did break up for real, I had people message me, well, can't you, like, talk to him and get him to work it out? And I'm like, guys, I, you know, that just that was just a case of me being in the right place at the right time. I mean, you know, I was like, I'm not going to bother because I loved you both and I I followed both of you. Still watch, you know, listen to your podcast Still, you know, considered you friends Never took sides or did any of that Bullshit, you know, cause I You know, I hate that shit anyway, that drama And that bull crap. I deal with enough of that yeah, my You know what's such, job. you know
1: Go ahead You know who did take sides it Was Mark Eldon Taylor and he took my side And I was embarrassed <laughs> Yeah, he's team Ian <laughs> i know and i was like ah shit i can't put this on my resume this doesn't help uh. the cause <laughs> but, but yeah no, mike we, we appreciate you so much and you know you know getting to know you over the years and hanging out with you at the rockin pods and everything you know it really means a lot you know we always look forward to seeing you i mean you know how hey, oh you did my benny vincent makeup you know? I did. I did. Yeah. Well, try to anyway. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: You know, look, you guys, know, I love you both, for- man. You guys are my buddies, man. I mean, you're more than, and, and I, I mean, yeah. from day one, I was a listener from the very first day, not to brag or anything, but it was all because of Ralph's videos. Actually, it was because of Thrasher Dodge. Yeah. And then I watched your videos, and then, hey, I got a podcast, Woo. and that's how I discovered all you, you guys. And then I would not be doing what I'm doing. With, with that Metal Station, with with the Plug Podcast, which I love you, Bushy, but God, we need to change our name, bro. That was one thing that was interesting about your inter- your interview with Courtney because she's coming, well, I thought Metal Mike did another show. I do, Courtney. That's my radio show. Um, you know, on that Metal Station. Yeah. Uh, you know, and she is yeah, an absolute so, sweetheart. That, I love her to death, man. I'm so glad I got to interview her. Yeah,
1: and, it, uh, you know, but she made me feel bad because we went long with her, but she's like, hey, I got to talk to the butt plug after this. Let, let's go a little <laughs> long. And maybe they'll go away. But she's we love sweetheart. you, Mike.
3: Thank you we so much. Love, I love you
0: guys you, man. Yeah, thank yeah, you so I, much for I, donating. And, and I will, uh, we appreciate I, I, it. Brother.
2: I will say when you were talking about how the listeners were telling you, oh, you need to talk to them because you fixed it that first time. Yeah uh, You wouldn't have fixed it A second time Because at that time Ian was I know. such a Ian was such a prick <laughs> It wasn't a
0: word
3: And I just Felt like You know I'm not gonna um, I mean l- The way I looked at it If either of you guys Had talked to me About it Like hey Or vented to me About what was going on Sure I would have tried to help out and make peace with you but i wasn't gonna just go well hey you guys need to get back who the fuck am i to tell somebody what they need and what they don't need yeah. to do you know i mean and like i tried to te- well, explain to them i'm like look i was just in the right place at the right time guys you know i mean hey i'm glad i, I was able to save it from because you know but i always had a feeling you when guys we split up though, so i always
1: had a feeling you yeah. would go ahead ian when we split the second time, the one person I went to was TikTok man, and he said, "Fuck you both, you both a couple of fags." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> TikTok
3: so, man rule, man. So that, I love that. that
1: Explain it a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where the fuck is TikTok man? Yeah. But, well. No, we we got to thank you, and that you know, and and thank you for picking up the mantle at that metal station, you know, after, uh, you know. Scott came out as transgender and got cancelled and everything, you know, and you you, you were there to, to pick up the ball and then drop it and give it to Mark and Bushy.
0: <laughs>
1: hey, no, Bushy no,
3: no. Bushy was not one of my hires. Scott hired him.
1: Oh, yeah. And now well, what am I gonna
3: do? Now I'm on his on his podcast. It's like, well
1: I think I'm stuck Well, Scott was all about putting girls on the men's sports team, you know. It's all <laughs> part of inclusion. Oh, but thank you so much, brother We appreciate this And I hope everybody enjoyed it Even though Ralph didn't Come back next week Well, I shouldn't even say week Because we're going to record tomorrow And the way Ralph's been knocking these fuckers out Oh, I know, man Two back-to-back episodes Yeah, everybody thank Ralph for doing this shit Ralph's been getting these fuckers up as soon as we record them But after this We are going to record The brand new Metallica album 72 Seasons and uh, I'm, I'm going to give it some thorough listens, too, so we'll see what happens. But that should be an interesting episode. Yeah, next I need to sit down and the... listen
3: to both that and the new Overkill. So
1: yeah. Coming
3: up,
2: yeah, the next, up the next day. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe tomorrow you'll hear before. that
3: Metallica. Hey, hey, quick question. Maybe. Is the is the new Night Demon out right now? Did it just come out? Because, oh, I'm going to get it. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Cool. Cool. All right, man.
2: And uh, yeah, so uh, the Metallica episode you might be hearing tomorrow after I put the, we put this one up.
3: Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Cool. Maybe. All right, guys. Some, well, thanks so for having me, back. man. It's an right honor on. and a pleasure. All right,
2: Mike. All right. All right. Yeah, it's Macabre, And next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, booyah! Yeah, fuck yeah! Stay metal, fuck. folks. <laughs> Recon ass.
1: Bang! <laughs> bang! Bang! Pizza skulls. Yeah.
0: Oh, there you go.